Okay, so we're going to try this again. <laughs> we just did 40 minutes of no air. And uh, for those of you who missed it, <laughs> we're not going to re-talk about it. You can just go to noeentertainment.com and read what, what, what we missed. <laughs> what yeah, missed. Just, it, it's all on the site. We just had a great so conversation, too. <laughs> we did. Too bad none of it made it to air. So we're talking Comic-Con. Not a big fan of it. Mostly because I have to cover it. If I went, it'd be fun. That's basically the gist of the first 10 minutes of the show. So yeah. let's kick off into the Comic-Con bit of news. Well, it's amazing how that ended, how the, we found that out right before we hit the Comic-Con stuff. Well, I made sure to double-check. <laughs> 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 let's go with, uh, I, I don't want to do this out of order, but uh, I kind of want to start with the lesser stories first. Yes. So, so, so we'll start with this one. Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Will it happen? But Chad, he's already been the Hellboy. And yes, that's what we're talking about there, Scooty. We're talking about a threequel. Ron Perlman wants to return as Hellboy. He's already appeared in two Hellboy films as the titular character. Titular character? Yes, titular and I believe character. he was in some animated Hellboy films. Yes, prior to the, to the live action, if I remember correctly. I think they were in between the two. I think you're stupid. <laughs> I think I'm absolutely correct. Double check. I do know that he was the voice of Clayface and Batman. Yes, I just watched that episode earlier today. It was a good episode. He's like, a good actor. And he was also in the Punisher short film with Thomas Jane called Dirty Laundry, where he played a Iraqi war vet who was paralyzed yes. when he came back from active duty. Watch that, because that is a great, great mini film. Mm-hmm. He's also been in films like Star Trek, Nemesis, Alien Resurrection, and Pacific Rim. Oh, you know, and Blade 2. I, I, I know Goodman. that I have not seen Star Trek, Nemesis, in freaking forever because I did not know Ron Perlman was in that movie. It is an okay movie. Bane's in that movie, too. Yes, he is Praetor Shinzon. Tell me, Picard. Do you think you have power of me? <laughs> Do Enterprise, take back control of your ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, were, you you only adopted the human race. I was cloned into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, will the former Clay Morrow of Sons of Anarchy fame return as Hellboy? Well, I'll be honest with you. At 65, not looking good. Although, because of the fact that he's wearing prosthetics for most of the movie, he could probably still pass for Hellboy. Yep. I don't know how much longer he's got left in, in, in a physical type of role. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of got to like convince them, hey, do it now or forever hold your peace. Yep. And, he, and apparently he had to apologize for this tweet. This is what he wrote. Anybody, anybody out there want to see a Hellboy 3 as much as I do? Let's get this motherfucker trending, y'all. Let's end the trilogy. We earned it. He had to apologize for that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, His quote during Comic-Con, he states, If there's a real honesty to fan culture relationships, we owe the world the final Hellboy. We set up the whole film. It's a deal we made with the fans. Quotations. I don't want to do Hellboy 4 or 5. I want to finish the fucking trilogy. How can you really deny this, man? I mean, Hellboy is one of the more successful non-major title comics, movies, to come around. And you're not going to... What? Finish it off? Of, for what reason? Uh-huh. I mean, it made money, didn't it? 
Yeah. First one made almost $100 million in the theaters. And the second one, I know it didn't do as well. Second one, I stand corrected. It did gangbusters. It did 160 off an $84 million uh, budget. First budget was 66 million. So, yeah, the second one did even better. And they didn't do a sequel. Or a threequel, whatever you want to call it. That makes no sense to me. Just don't bring back Summer Blair. I find her exasperating. Exasperating? Yes. She, she was um she was the pyro chick, right? Yeah, she was in love with the Hellboy. Ah, uh, yes. The villain in the second one was very cool. Mm-hmm. And I like the, I like the name the dude's name Abe Sapien. <laughs> <laughs> That's a badass name. And and there's a German dude named jo, uh, jo, Johann Krauss. And he's just like mm. sand in a machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. a great gimmick. <laughs> I, awesome. I dig that. I dig that a lot. Uh, Luke Goss played Prince Nuada. And he was in an interview with a hitman, Tekken. Oh, he was Nomak in Blade too. Look at that. Ron Perlman and, and, and Luke Goss, both in Hellboy 2 and Blade 2. Conspiracy? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Would you be down for a Hellboy 3? I would be. I, I really enjoyed those movies. I thought they were really cool. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Uh, Hellboy 2 came out, what, 2008? I think so. Yeah. Let me double check. I know it was. I know it was a few years ago, 2008. Uh, during the midst of 2008, the 2012 apocalypse was looming near, and for you know this fact that I didn't want to be you know dead, <laughs> I was against anything that had an apocalyptic tone. So I was like, you know, I can pass in Hellboy three, <laughs> because the whole movie was about how Hellboy would end the world. <laughs> So I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, no. But now that, you know, the wor- world didn't end because the Mayans were apparently just, you know, lazy and not, <laughs> you know, feature predicting. Precogs. Hey, uh, should we add some more dates to this wheel? Nah, we'll update it later. <laughs> yes, or the fact that people just didn't realize that, oh, the Mayan calendar resets itself. And expired, like, Eight years prior, or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, nice try, guys. You almost had it. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, I, now that I'm older and less afraid of the world ending, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see how it ends, and I'm gonna go back and actually rewatch these movies because I like the fact that they're they're not they're they're almost kind of like the Rocketeer, the Phantom, its campiness, but it's also very not like it's a very dark, very gothic tone, and like I wouldn't let my kids watch it not because it's overtly violent or or sex sexual. But because it is flat out creepy, mm-hmm. and that's the tone they're going for. So, I mean, Trey Magnifique. <laughs> I can tell you one movie I am definitely not on board Blade 4. <laughs> Wesley Snipes had the following to say The project is controlled by Marvel, and we did and we did have a really productive and wonderful meeting, and we discussed a number of things. I don't know where it's on their schedule at this point. That hasn't been decided. I guess it's still up in the air. I've always been one of these pieces. Uh, I've always been a fan of these pieces and adaptations, and I'd nice and it'd be nice to be part of a family again. But if we don't do a Blade Four or something else with Marvel, we'll do something else. <laughs> so if we don't do something else, we'll do something else. Huh? <laughs> All right then. I like Blade. 
Blade Two is one of my all-time favorite comic book movies. I don't know why. The casting, the characters, <laughs> it was like aliens only with vampire s- zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, vampires instead of space marines. <laughs> yeah. And Wesley Snipes instead of Sigourney Weaver. So it's already a step back. <laughs> but it's and, still uh, a really awesome movie. Oh, another one. One keep going. The store better be burning down. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, but Blade 2 is kind of like Alien 2, only without the awesomeness of Newt. <laughs> but Blade 3 was such a colossal train wreck that I don't think this franchise can be salvaged as a- anytime soon, and as long as Wesley Snipes wants to be attached to the role. The, f- the television show was awful, and it got terrible marks in our uh, r- recap of all the live-action television shows. Do we really want to see another terrible Blade movie? pass though if you truly want to bring Sony Marvel into the forefront with a different tone and a different setup than the previous installments maybe Blade is an anti-hero as a protagonist more like an antagonist in in the next uh, Spider-Man movie maybe you bring in Morbius I would be interested in that. If you if you if you bring in Wesley Snipes to be almost a, a partner or a, a obstacle for Spider Man to get out of the way, I could be on board with that. Cause that those were some of my favorite episodes in the cartoon was when uh, Blade and Punisher showed up. So maybe maybe we could Blade and Punisher in a buddy cop kind of television show. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. That'd be a fun idea. Zach, not back yet. I will have to ask him about that later. But before we get then, we will move on and announce that there's a new Transformers television show coming to Machinima. The series, announced by Tom Warner, Warner, not to be confused with the Warner Brothers or the Warner Sister, is the senior vice president of, of the Transformers Hasbro toy line, and he was quoted in the press release saying, We're thrilled to be teaming with Machinima on this groundbreaking new digital series. As one Machinima. of the... Top global producers and distributions to digital entertainment. They're the perfect partner to help launch a totally new kind of Transformers animation. I was trying to do Jimmy, and I think I was kind of nailing it from uh, South Park. One that, for the first time ever, is specifically designed for the teen adult and teen and adult fans who've grown up loving the Transformers brand. Transformers cartoon on Machinima. Are you interested? That's what um, I thought. <laughs> not really. Machinima has done some great work, uh, especially with original content. Mortal Kombat comes to mind. They did the uh, the prequel for uh, um, Gods Among Us, the, the DC short mm. with uh, Latino Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, with uh, Vampire Batman and Redhead Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have, like, such a drastic, like, the son of Zod, Superman. Vampiric bats in Batman. She dyed her hair red in Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> like really, <laughs> really? Come on, that's the best you could do. Like she, she, she only has like one eye or, or lost a limb or, like the the chick from uh, um, Total Recall has three breasts. Like like something you can. The best you could do is you dye her hair red. Really, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of weak. Not excited about this. And Machinima usually does good work, so. The question that I threw at you, that you weren't there for, Wesley Snipes, would you like to see, because I, I think we're both on the same page that we don't want to see a Blade 4. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I'm not all that interested. Would you be interested if Blade was the antagonist or a antihero in the upcoming Spider-Man movie? I might be interested in that. So, now, of course, he wouldn't be the main villain. He would be no. more of the the middle ground because the main villain would be Morbius. Oh, yes. Michael Morbius. Yes, the vampire. Who sucks people drive through his hands. I yes. swear to God, that's what, how he does it. Yep. Creepy as shit. I don't know why. <laughs> and Where I had we? mentioned that my favorite uh, Spider-Man episodes from the 1990s cartoon was the ones where he would team up with Punisher and Blade. Yes. Yeah, so so then good. I came up with this great idea. Was... A buddy cop show with Blade and Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting idea. Yeah, you love it. It's happening. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the buddy cop thing typically has like. I mean, when when I think of the perfect comic book buddy cops, I think of John and Guy. Yeah, that's that's the perfect buddy cop duo of any comic book characters out there. You look like <laughs> no. So what do we call you now? The Christmas Lantern. Ho ho ho, jackass. <laughs> And we're going to get to John and Guy because I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. But first we have to get to, I think, your favorite part of the weekend. The announcement of announcements hasn't been formally announced, but let's just be saying no one's denying it. The solo Batfleck movie, that's the Ben Affleck-directed Batman movie that's supposed to come after Dawn of Justice and Justice League, is going to be a of three-time Academy Award winner. I think he's three-time. Didn't he win a writing Academy Award for, for uh, Goodwill Hunting? Um, I'm not sure. Ben Affleck. I'm pretty sure he did. Why is my computer being so lame? You're lame. You're lame. <laughs> He's won two Academy Awards and three Golden Globes. I believe the Golden Globes were for Goodwill Hunting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's a hell of a writer. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm trying to get. Um, wait, no, it said it right there. It said it right there. <laughs> All right. Affleck <clears throat> gained recognition as a writer when he, in 1997, won the Academy Award and Golden Globe Award for Best Original Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting for which he co-wrote and co-starred with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. He directed and starred in Argo in 2012, in which he won two Golden Globe Awards, a BAFTA, a Director's Guild Award for Best Director, and the Golden Globe Award for uh, BAFTA, uh, and the Productions Guild Award, and the Academy Award for Best Picture. So he, he's, he's, he's pretty accomplished. He's pretty good. People respect him as a, as a director and as a writer. He's got 45, nomina uh, 45 wins. Uh, 82 nominations. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Doing a pretty good job. And all of his directorial movies are, are have been well received. Yeah. So he he's kind of one of those guys that 
I was excited when he was cast as Batman, not because of him as Batman, because at the time I was kind of indifferent. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know if Ben Affleck had the range or, or the ability to play Batman, but when I found out that he wanted to write the Batman movies and direct them, I was like, okay, <laughs> well, we can do this. <laughs> Let's do this. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm on board, because I think he is a fantastic mind. And then you add this motherfucker to the group? <sighs> what? Apparently, Ben Affleck's going to be writing the Batfleck movie with none other than DCCOO demigod himself, Jeff Johns. Yeah. What? Are you trying to kill your fan base before the movie comes out? Because <laughs> I'm telling you what, no one's been breathing ever since that was announced because we're still trying to figure out if it's real or not. This is the greatest pairing ever. <laughs> Like, like, you know how everyone's like, oh, Marvel had Joss Whedon do the new Avengers. Yeah, it's a comic book. Joss Whedon, yeah. Even though Joss Whedon's only had one successful show. Yeah. And it wasn't even his idea. It was based off of another person's show, and that wasn't really all that good to begin with. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. It was not very successful. And Fireflies canceled after one year, and Angel only survived four seasons or whatever. And then Dollhouse is terrible, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from, <laughs> but there it is. <laughs> I don't even think I sound like Alma, but it was fun to say. <laughs> All right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was originally written by Joss Whedon. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yes, but it was was that off? What was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? That's what I'm talking about. It was oh. written by Joss Whedon. You wrote. That yeah. awful movie, and then made the the, the the TV show. Yep. All right, so I'll give him credit for Buffy. I'm not giving him credit for spinoff like Angel because let's be honest, Angel is the best part of Buffy. So of course everyone went to Angel. Yes. Come on, I mean, to Charisma Carpenter. I mean, wh- why else leave? Like, why else go? Like, I mean, why else stay? I mean, the two best parts of, of Buffy just left the show. Bye. <laughs> I'm taking my talent elsewhere. And then Dollhouse got canceled, and Firefly got canceled, and, and Joss Whedon just... Did. I'm sorry, you can sit here and rave about Joss Whedon all you want. He's a feminist, he's so successful, he's the best... Fuck Joss Whedon. Dude got lucky with a barely tolerable television show with Buffy, in a time where there wasn't a lot of chicks in, in lead roles that weren't called Mel Rose plays. So I understand the attraction to Buffy, but if we're being honest here, Buffy was a terrible character. She was. I, I, I'm, I'm sad. Oh, the time. Oh, boys don't like me, but they like me. And, and I got, I, I'm being trained by somebody who thinks of me as a daughter, and I can't take that. God, what a whiny, narcissistic little bitch. If Joss, uh, not Joss, if Giles wants to be your father, let him be your father, because Giles is the fucking man. Yeah, Giles is the fucking man. Oh. And if Giles wants to bang your mom, let him bang your mom. Yes, do that. <laughs> I, and now, granted, he did have some good ideas on Buffy, and I won't take that away from him. If they were his ideas, I'm going to assume they were, because that dude's kind of narcissistic when it comes to letting other people have control uh, of his work. And I get that, because I'm the same way. If someone's going to touch my work, I'm going to have complete autonomy over what they do. <laughs> Let's be real here. Uh, Josh Whedon wrote the Hush episode, which is probably the only episode I will ever actually watch multiple times, because I think it's called Hush. Where like everyone had to do the entire episode silent. Oh, that there's like one. not the entire episode. Like of the 42 minutes, there's about 30 minutes of of, of non-talking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great g- gimmick. 
And um, the other one was the uh, the one where Buffy's mom dies, and they did the entire episode with no music. Like, okay. <laughs> I get what you're doing there, and, like, you won all kinds of, of television awards for it, but it's still a shitty character. <laughs> it, and all the fancy decorating of your show won't change that. Sorry, bud. Yeah, they had a great supporting cast. You had Angel, Xander, Giles, Oz, Spike. Spike. And when you look back and you realize what kind of a fucktard uh, Xander is, it's like, come on. The dude who played Xander has been arrested like four times this year alone. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck you, Joss Whedon. And sounding like he's a bad dude, like he's he's for equal rights, and that's cool. So am I, but I don't I don't call myself a feminist, and I don't I don't talk about how my mother w- w- was this shining bastion of good news, because you know what, Whedon likes to paint women in a very positive light all the time. I like directors and writers that like to paint women like you know, people, <laughs> and not as people that need to be worshipped, just people. Because I believe women are as fallible as men. I believe they are equal in every sense of the word. Whedon likes to put it up on a pedestal, and I don't get that. So I, I have an issue with Whedon, and I find most of his humor to be campy and predictable. It's like when you know the pie is coming, and it smashes a person in the face, you don't find it funny after a while. You just go, whatever. And that's kind of how his jokes are. Now, he did write co-write Toy Story 3, did and it? that movie's kind of amazing. That was a great movie. But I don't know how much he co-wrote. So I'm going to pretend that the other guys on that movie did all the best parts of it. He went to Wesleyan, too. <laughs> kind of makes me hate him more. I went to Hoity Toity Wesleyan in Connecticut. <laughs> I just don't like the guy. Is that is that a... <laughs> Uh, is is that is that petty? Probably. <laughs> Possible. But as much as I dislike Joss Whedon, I don't wish any ill will. I just don't care about his work. I find his work bad. But I hope he has a healthy life, a happy life. I don't think he's married. Uh, is he not? I don't know. Well, you would think he would be. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. I hope he is married, I, and I hope he wants kids, and I hope those kids turn out to be really good people, because I want him to have a good life. I just want him to have a good life away from my television screens. <laughs> I think that is a, a... Oh, okay, he does have a wife, and he has two kids. I think that's a fair fair, fair, fair thing to point out. I don't have any... I don't wish any ill will against him. I just want him to go the fuck away. <laughs> Retire. Pull a Gene Hackman. Walk away. Pull a Martin Short. Walk away. That's all I'm asking. It's not not a big deal. And I bring up Joss Whedon because everyone freaked out when he was signed on to do the Avengers. Everyone. But if Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns are writing the next Batman movie... (laughs) (laughs) Internet's broken, bitches. Down for repairs. It's going to be amazing. Because Jeff Johns writes Batman, or at least he did. I don't know if he's still doing the book. He um, he did. He he's been doing that um Batman Earth One graphic novel series for the past couple of years. I think vo- I know he did Volume One. I don't know if he's on Volume Two or Volume Three at this point. Okay. 
So well, that'll be interesting to see. I, I don't. I don't know if he's ever done the actual Batman title. I'm not a uh, not entirely sure about that. Well, I know he's kind of been hands off once he left the Green Lantern title. I know he did Superman for a, a brief spell. Well, he's still on Justice League, isn't he? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he's he's been running Justice League ever since New Fifty Two started. Well, uh, he's actually been running DC. Well, <laughs> he's yes. the chief operating officer. Yeah, he he he's kind of important. Yeah, so when uh, New Fifty Two started, and both Jeff Johns and Jim Lee did the art for it, Jim Lee is like big up there in DC too. Jeff Johns is like the best at writing a story, and Jim Lee's animations are the standard bear. Amazing. They're fantastic. They're some of the best I've ever seen. They really are. And, like, it's thematic. It has this big, grandiose presentation. I dig that. I dig them. Jim Lee is... Here, Jim Lee's amazing, and I think Jeff Johns will be one of the greatest of all time when he has... I'm going to give it a moratorium standing of five original characters that become legendary. Because as much as I want to bash fucking Stanley, and I don't mean bash bash, but like dumb dumb Dugan, really? We're really going to call this guy a legend with names like that? Come on. <laughs> Standards. But he did invite, invent Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That's like Marvel's coup de gras. That's that's their Batman. That's their book. That's the one that they bank their 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 yearly income on. <laughs> and he did create that, so you have to give all props to that. And he created a bunch of others, but if Jeff Johns can make five original characters that stand out, hmm, <laughs> Stan who? Because <laughs> Stanley was great at, na- at creating characters, but I can't name one Stanley storyline. No, I can't either. And that's not me. I, I, the day Stanley dies, I will probably cry. Stanley has done so much for the world of comics. He's done so much for the world uh, of kids and adults everywhere. He's a great dude. Love him. Whichever movie comes after Stanley's death and, and we don't get a Stanley cameo, I'm treating that movie as a sorrowful, heartbreaking moment. And I don't care if it's Guardians 2 or whatever. It'll be a moment where I tear up. Because Stanley's not there to make a cameo. So I'm not bashing Stanley because I don't recognize his value. I'm just saying the names were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really remember any great storylines. You know, he's not Grant Morrison. You know, he, he, he's never done a book like The Killing Joke. He's never done a book like The Death of Superman. And he used to write Superman, too. Fun fact. Or draw yeah. Superman. Is he a writer or an author? Uh, he, he, Stan Lee does not draw. That's what I thought. So he's a writer. Yes. Which is fine, because if I ever get, get into comics, I'm going to be writing too. So I get it. And I think they're just as important as illustrators. Yes. I mean, you know, the artwork can be great, but if, if the writing sucks, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if the, the, the artwork sucks, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes. We, both, both of them need to be good. You may, you've all may not have heard it. In fact, I know you didn't. But when we were talking about uh, uh, comics that we were looking at picking up, like the new miniseries that we talked briefly about that you guys didn't hear about because we talked about it when we weren't recording, <laughs> well, we were recording, but the audio wasn't on, we mentioned that the one book that we that neither of us have any interest in that we want to have interest in, but the animation, the, the color scheme is just terrible, is the new Black Canary title. It's Who the fuck wants to read three colors? It, it, it's disgusting. It, it's terrible to look at. I don't care how, like, the concept's amazing. 
Black Canary's in a punk band? Fuck yeah. But I can't get past the animation. So, yeah, they go hand in hand. You have to have a great animator and a great writer. And Stan mm-hmm. Lee's one of the greatest of all time. Just, you know, not a great epic storyteller. No. Although I, I could do some research and find out that, you know, he wrote all kinds of great epic stories. Yeah. Well, and to to be fair, in um in Stan Lee's Didn't heyday... Did he kill Gwen Stacy? I'm not sure if it was still under Stan Lee at that point, but... it's If Lee did... Then we then can... That's, that's, then we'll take that back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll take some of it I'll back. I'll take some of it back. Yeah, that's but, still the only one I can yeah. name. But, the, again, to be fair, in Stan Lee's heyday, I mean, comic books then, it was... Um, the stories were all pretty much capsulized in one book. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of continuity. Yeah, so it, every once in a while you might get a two-parter, but you know, comic books back then were like two or three times as big as they are now. So they fit the entire story into one issue. There is a lot to be said, though, because in the 70s, that's really when it started to change. That's when we started to get more episodic comics. Mm-hmm. Where, where it would cross over to the next ones because, you know, the death of Gwen Stacy, huge. All right, no, he did not write it. Uh, Jerry Conway okay. wrote it. Gil Kane penciled it. John R- Romita and Tony Martellaro, very Italian names, <laughs> inked it. Thinking. Letterers are Artie Simic. Colorist was David Hunt. And editor was Roy Thomas. The night Gwen Stacy died. That is an iconic book. The, yes. There are titles that <clears throat> I, I don't care if they aren't worth money. I want to own. Mm. Like, I don't care if The Night Gwen Stacy Dies is like two bucks. That's a book I want to own. Yep. Because it's iconic. I want to own the, uh, I'll probably just get the complete, like the, the trade paperback. But I want to get The Death of Wolverine. I'm not a Marvel guy, but I like Wolverine and the idea that that it's the finality of Wolverine, even though they're bringing back Old Man Logan, which is basically Wolverine. It's something I want to read. So, you know, we'll see. Um, next major uh, thing to talk about, uh, Supergirl. Getting a cameo. But Supergirl already has her own show. I'm not talking about Melissa Benoit or Benoit or Benoist, whatever the hell her name is. I don't mean that, you know, derogatorily. I just, I, we, we, every time we bring her up, we do not know how to, how to pronounce her last name. It's either Benoit or Benoist. <laughs> I'm still sticking with Benoit. I think it's Benoit. But Melissa Benoit may have a Supergirl cameo. <laughs> you may not remember this show. It didn't last that long. It's called Smallville. At the end of the show, it's like first, seventh season. Like I said, it didn't last that long, only like ten years. There was a little man character. You may have heard of her. Her name was Laura... No, sorry, sorry. Kara Kent. I was thinking of of the the actress's real name. Uh A.K.A. Kara Zor-El. And she was played by none other than Laura Vandervoort. Yes. And Miss Vandervoort is currently starring in Bitten, a space sci-fi television show that shows her butt. It is a great show. <laughs> that shows her butt. <laughs> I'm making sure that to, to quantify that it is a great show and that you get to see her butt. They oh, are not, so, uh, okay. You, so can, you could have the greatness them. without the butt and you could have the butt without the greatness. 
but they are together. And that is something to say. Okay. But you do see a lot of male butt, too. So if you're into male dudes, and there's some jacked up ones in that show, you you go and get your fill. Yeah. A lot of butts in that show. But it's also a really well-written show. It's about a, a wolf pack, a werewolf pack, who are trying to deal with other packs. And then in season two, it's about witches who, who, who start croaching on their territory. It's very good. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. Check it out. Very fun. But Laura Vandervoort was asked, hey, you know, um... What's her name? Shit, give me a second. The original. Who was the original? God damn it. Helen Slater. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they said Helen Slater is going to be in, in the Supergirl pilot as a cameo as Laura, uh, uh, Cara Danvers' uh, adopted mother. Would you have any interest in, in popping up too? And she goes, hopefully I get to be a part of that at some point, which is looking good. So maybe. And, you know, due to, could you imagine a scene where... where Laura Vandervert, uh, uh, Helen Slater, and, and Melissa Benoit are all hanging out together. Jeez, crime. That's awesome. Three Supergirls. All three Supergirls. Something that the Superman can't do. All three Supergirls in one shot at the same time. I'm not asking for, for the moon. I'm just asking for a cool picture of it. <laughs> you know? Let's make this happen. You know, I have already seen seen the, uh, the 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 pilot. I wasn't excited. The first twenty five minutes, I was like, "Yeah," and then it got preaching. I was like, "No," and then the storyline was like really bad. I was like, "No, why?" Well, I'm still gonna give it three more episodes because that's what you do. But if you put Laura Vanderfoot, I don't care how bad it is. I'll watch that episode easily. And there's some fun factoids about this. <clears throat> If all three women do a scene together, which seems likely, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time that Vandervoort and Slater share the screen. Slater guest starred on three episodes of Smallville as Laura L., Clark Kent's biological mother. Mother. Ooh. And, you know, by default, Gary's Royals end. The two had an amazing on-screen scene together where they talked about the past Krypton and how baby Clark is now the same age as, you know, Kara. <laughs> because, you know, stasis. The other fun fact, though, is that Clark's adoptive mother on that planet, Martha Kent, played by Annette O'Toole, starred in, or co-starred in, Superman 3 as Lana Lang, the same character Kristen Kruick played on the show. Ooh. Basically... The Superverse, as I, I will refer to any show involving Superman, has a, a lot of bring back individuals as a way of paying homage. Christopher Reeve and Dean Kane at the time, both Superman, both popped up in Smallville. Now, Brandon Routh at the time was too big of a star. I don't want to, I don't want to say too big of a star. Like, that sounds condescending. I'll say CW wasn't able to afford him. Yeah. Because that that's more I think more appropriate. They ha- did not either. They didn't want to pay Brandon Roth to show up on the show, or they realized having two Superman on, on one show, even if one is just in a cameo role as not Superman, maybe a bit hard. So I get that, but for the most part, I mean, super shows have always incorporated prior castings in some way, shape, and form. So to see Supergirl bring in Dean Kane and. Uh, uh, Helen Slater and hopefully uh, Laura Vanderroot. I, I, this dude, yes. <laughs> also, fun fact: 
uh, to my knowledge, only one person has shown up in all in three different Superman or super shows, I should say. Dean Kane has Dean been Kane. in Lois and Clark, Smallville, and now Supergirl. Yes. I can't name anyone else who's been in three. I know a bunch who's been in two, but none who's been in three. So I'm looking forward to this, and I'm looking forward to more of the uh, shenaniganry that Greg Berlanti does because, you know, the original John Wesley ship Flash popped up in the new Flash as Flash's father, Barry Allen's father. So even if it's just a minor role, even if the show is terrible, I am giddy with excitement about this because this is awesome. Amazing. Next up, we have the the villain for season four of Arrow, Damien Dark. Now we already knew that was going to be Damien Dark because at the end of season three we had that chance little encounter where you know basically um, it was mentioned that Damien Dark was a former disciple or, or partner of Ra's al Ghul, mm. and Dark left, and that kind of made him a little miffed. So Roz apparently decided to bomb the shit out of uh, Starling City with nerve gas to kill Damien Dark. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like a Roz thing to do, but that, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what he was trying to go for. Mm-hmm. But we now have the person who's playing Damien Dark, and may I say, I love it when we have a defector join the good guys. We'll call him an imperialist because the Empire is always the bad people. <laughs> Making a Star Wars reference. <laughs> the former commando, the former former Holling Commando, the former captain of the Holling Commandos, Dum Dum Dugan, aka Neil McDonough. McDonough? McDonough? Uh, I don't know. McDonough. We're going to say Neil McDonough. Yeah, McDonough. Go with that. Former Dum Dum Dugan in the Marvelverse is going to be joining season four as Damien Duck. We took one of yours. Mwah-ah-ah. Granted, I would have preferred, you know, Elizabeth Olsen, and that's the first time in my life I've ever said I'd prefer an Olsen as an actor. Right? Mary Kate and Ashley kind of suck. I'm not saying they're not smart women, not great entre- entrepreneurials, but in terms of acting, they suck. Elizabeth Olsen. She good. <laughs> I know. I dig her. I dig her as Scarlet Witch. Like that was a. Gr- that was the only part of the movie I liked. Anyway, it's good to get a Marvel guy because it's like fuck you. We're doing better. <laughs> so Neil McDonough's going to be playing uh, Damien Dark. Are you excited about Damien Dark? Do you, Do you have hope for Dark and and Hive? Season four seems to be a lot brighter and sunnier because we. To, to parlay off this, you know, we're not going to make a, a separate segment just to talk about this, but but we're going to edit now. Damien Dark is going to be joined by Hive, and apparently the folks over at Arrow are going to pay tribute to Justin Hartley because the new uh, costume looks dead on like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I dig it. I dig it. To be fair, though, and I don't know when the, the redesign came. I want to say it came after. The, I want to say that it was the New 52 that we got the redesign of the Arrow costume, which would mean the Justin Hartley costume was the predecessor. Yes. I could be wrong. My Green Arrow comic history is not as great as others. So if I am wrong, please let me know. But I don't think I am. I want to so, say the Justin Hartley yeah. design was the the template for the new yeah. uh, the design in the comics. Yeah, to my, to my knowledge, you would be correct. If I'm not, oh well. But it's but both the the it, it, even even if the comic one came first, 
then the Hartley and Stephen Amell costumes are going to be paying basically homage, or not even homage. They're going to be taking the, the costume from the pages and making making it come to life. Hartley already did it. Amell's about to do it. Love the costume. It's going to be a funnier show. Not a funnier show, but it's going to be a brighter show, a more upbeat show, and, and that'll be a, a, a better, I think, show overall because Arrow, while it's been great, it's been fantastic, I think it's the second best DC, uh, fuck that, second best comic book television show I've ever seen behind Smallville. Mm-hmm. I think the charming, wittier, more politically driven Arrow needs to come around now. Because that's, that's Green Arrow. Green Arrow is a lefty activist who's against the idea of being forced to do something just because the people have power. Like, that's who he is. And we need to see... I mean, we have seen some of that. We saw it with um, uh, Deathstroke. And we've seen a little bit of it with Roz, but I want to see him fight the man. And right now, Damien Dark bringing in Hive, that's the man. And I'm hoping we get the, the sarcastic, not goofy, Marvel-esque character, but a, a definitely a sarcastic, charming, roguish individual like, like Green Arrow. I, I want to see that. First off, you happy of, of the Damien Dark casting choice? And second off, do you think we're going to be getting a more true-to-form, sarcastic, lefty-winging <clears throat> Green Arrow? Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with the uh, with the choice in the, in the casting for that. Um, and I do think we are getting a more traditional Green Arrow because you know the, the Arrow is dead. Yes. Well, and the Green Arrow so, shall rise. Green Arrow ri- will will rise just like Bane from the Pit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Deshi Basara. Exactly. So I'm, I'm excited for this because now it's it's not gonna be so much of a, it's not gonna be as much of a, Batman esque TV show. It's gonna be more of a, it's gonna be separate. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be it's gonna be Green Lantern. It's gonna be Green Lantern with all the uh, not Green Lantern, Green yeah. Arrow, with all their favorite Arrow people like like Diggle. Diggle and Speedy. Speedy. I picked up Arrow 42, and I'm going to read it, and I want to see how I like it. The cover I thought was captivating. He was on top of, like, a, a church, like, like a Roman Catholic church. I was like, this is an interesting cover. I, I, I will read this and see what it's like. So I haven't read it yet, but it's on my, my to-do list. But, uh, oh, and we should also point out, uh, apparently, going forward, um... This was listed on all the websites that were covering Comic-Con. Um, I don't know if it's going to stand true, but for now, uh, Oliver Queen's sister, Thea Queen, will in fact be going by Speedy. Mm. So that's pretty cool. I dig that. Although any half-assed detective could figure out who Speedy is. Yeah. I mean, come on. But... And then that's not for any specific reason, but just because of the fact that uh, Oliver always called her Speedy in public. You start asking around, hey, who's Speedy? Well, I remember Oliver Queen called his sister Speedy. Hmm. 
Mystery solved. <laughs> oh, and the fact that Oliver Queen was once accused twice of being the Arrow <laughs> wouldn't be too hard to figure that one out. Yes, and the um, the guy that was supposed to, that took that uh, took the mantle to being the Arrow and then died was the uh, Arsenal boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, was was her boyfriend and. Hey, guess what? He's not dead. By the way, that was a hard episode. <laughs> it was, man. As soon as you see him get stabbed and, and you see Roy holding his gut, you're like, what? Oh, <laughs> what? And then like at the end, they're like, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's not your fault. It's mine. They're like, no, for this. And then you see Roy, and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Come on! And, and, and then you find out he has to leave anyway. It's like, no! He, he's, he doesn't have to leave. He's alive. Let him stay. Colton Haynes is... I don't... I don't know what's up with this kid. He was on Teen Wolf right before it blew up. And then imploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although the new season's not too bad. Although the season before it was pretty bad. Um, and then he goes to Arrow because he wanted to do something more challenging. And then he's like, all right, I want to go do something else. Like, dude, <laughs> come on. I mean, I dig you. You're, you're fun. I like a listen. I like your work. But, bro, <laughs> pick something and stick with it, man. God, I hope you're better than at relationships than you are with fucking a show, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Speaking of, ugh. Apparently, CW is get, is adding another comic book to their lineup. And listen, I'm already in bond. <coughs> if CW wants to be like, hey, Jane the Virgin, hey, TV show about Middle e- uh, or mi- mi- uh, mi- Middle Ages, yeah, there we go. Um, Rain, that's what it's called. <laughs> if if you want to go to like CBS, like we're we're cool with that because we're gonna just do comics now. <laughs> Let's do comics. We'll, we'll trade you uh, Jane the Virgin for Supergirl. We'll bring Supergirl. No, back no, over we'll, here. we'll we'll do a, we'll do we'll do it up. We'll give you Jane the Virgin. We'll give you um, Rain, and we'll give you the One Hundred and whatever other crappy non-comic book shows we got for Supergirl. And yep. you can make them all one show. <laughs> Go for it. Because they already have four. They have Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, and iZombie. And iZombie, I don't think, is a Vertigo imprint, so I don't think it has anything to do with DC. Look that up right now, because I'm not sure. Double-check the publishers. I don't think it's a Vertigo imprint. And Vertigo, yeah, Vertigo, is uh, owned by DC, so technically we, we all consider Vertigo Comics as DC. Yes, let's see. Even though um, it's, it's not technically under the same banner. Yep, it, is, it is Vertigo. Okay, so it is a DC imprint. It's a, yes. In Vertigo imprint. To DC subsidiary. This one is not. I, I know this for a fact because the, the person who owns this comic actually, <laughs> well, the title of the comic's in the title of the uh, franchise. It's Archie. <laughs> Archie Comics. The the Superman of Archie Comics, if you will, because Archie Comics is the, the, the brand name as well, is, is getting a TV show on CW. And it's going to be called Riverdale. And at first, I was like, what? (laughs) Are you serious? What is this nonsense? And John Goldwater, CEO of Archie, (laughs) I just love that the comic company is called Archie. (laughs) They're going to do a contemporary, modern version of the Archie story on CW. 
Betty, Veronica, Jughead. All, all, all those Archie characters I never once read about. Yes. Coming to TV. Now, this is an awkward timing. Or, not really awkward. I would say opportunistic timing. Because at the time this was announced, do you know which number one book, not not number one sales, but like issue one, was getting the most hype? Could that be Archie? Yes, Archie has a revamped, revitalized line. And I'm not talking about Archie fans. I'm not talking about people who cover Archie. I'm talking about diehard comics. Guys who have talked endlessly for hours about did Joker molest Batgirl when she shot when he got when she got shot by him or was it a, a, a sly misdirect? I've heard people talk for four hours on that subject. I still believe that there was no uh, groping of any kind that went on afterwards, but some people disagree. And these guys are the nerdiest of nerds. They're the ones who will argue about the time-space continuum. They will talk about the, the literal mechanics on if Galactus could actually exist without causing planets to fall apart. That's who these guys are. And they were raving about Archie number one. And Archie has always been the comic book for non-comic book fans. They're mm. the comic books you gave your little sister because she liked the love stories. And now comic book fans are talking about Archie number one. And I'm like... I gotta pick up. I gotta pick up issue number one. <laughs> in my comic book shop, Archie Comics are right there with like the Looney Tune comics, not the Looney Tune comics, but like, like the Kitty comics. Yeah. Like, hey, here, here's Mickey Mouse. You know, headbutting Goofy. Read it. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Archie is stuck next to, and now all of a sudden it's like it, Archie's traveling. He, he he's in high school, but he's like uh, on the road and and. and Something like I'm like okay, we'll check it out. And now we're apparently getting that same kind of uh, I don't want to say grittier Archie, but more authentic Archie on television. And I'm not gonna lie, you, you, you can get interested. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of on board. And you know the one name I didn't think you would even pop up on this. It, it did pop up on this. Zach, I could give you a thousand guesses. You'd need only one. But guess who's producing Archie? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's his fifth comic show. Would that be the uh, same guy who's also producing Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl? If you're asking or, or talking about Greg Berlante, yes, you are. <laughs> when you announce that Archie's coming to CW and you announce Greg Berlante's attached to it, I'm going to watch. <laughs> I'm at least going to give it three episodes. Give him a chance to hook me, because I didn't think iZombie would hook me. Now, granted, iZombie isn't a Greg Berlanti film. TV show. Fuck. (laughs) 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 It's a Rob Thomas show. No, not Matchbox 20. Veronica Mars. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry to break it to you. But either way, Greg Berlanti or Rob Thomas, I'm going to watch. Now, if you want to talk about a female character I loved, Veronica Mars kicks Buffy's ass 35 ways to Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if the Buffy the Vampire conversation was on this show or on the uh, 45 minutes of dead air that we, we had prior, but I went to town on Joss Whedon. No, it was on this, because yeah. 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 All right. My date nights are running together. My shows are running together. <laughs> but yeah, Veronica Mars, Rob Thomas, I, I Zombie, anything Rob Thomas wants to do, 
I'm on board. I'm interested. I'm interested in. Speaking of interested, DC has announced three new post-conversion spin-off titles. The first one, Superman, Lois and Clock number one. <gasps> Apparently going to take place after the events of the Convergence, and we're going to get baby soups. Baby soupy. It's actually more of a toddler soups. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, t- toddler soups junior, I should say. Yes. It's junior man. <laughs> and his dad, you know him as Superman. And their mom's a writer. A very good writer. That's a great theme song. I should pitch that. <laughs> um, any interest whatsoever about a uh, Superman title worth wherest he has a child? Um, I do believe this is gonna be Earth One Superman by BD, BT Dubs. BT Dubs, because that was the Superman that was um in a Convergence that was that was still with Lois, correct? Yes. Okay. To, yeah. to the best of my knowledge. Yes. That seems. Like, I didn't read a lot of the uh, the um, pre-crisis stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Before before the before New Fifty Two happened, uh, Superman and Lois were still married. Like it should be. Yes, let's bring it back. And Lois wasn't a narcissistic bitch only out for her career. She yeah. was a genuine hero who believed that Superman needed a secret identity. Not the vindictive... Oh, I can think of so many words that would get me kicked off my own show. Bitch. Yeah, we'll stick with bitch. I was thinking more like a punt a, or a bunt runt. cake? Yes, she was a bunt cake. I don't like that she outed Superman's secret. And now, granted, it hasn't happened yet, at least to the best of my knowledge, because I've been reading Superman. Uh, I read the last two or three uh, issues. I don't know if it's happened in action comics. Fuck that. I hate, I hate multiple titles. I hate it. Which book do I read? Are they the same book? Fucking Justice League and JLA. God damn. I picked up Justice League one, figuring it would be a continuation of the Justice League of uh, Justice League of America was going to be a continuation off of Justice League. No, fucking Hal Jordan has a ring and he's flying around. I'm like, no, that's he's got a gauntlet now. Fuck, why even start a second Justice League title? It's not going to be continuity. God damn it, I'm so mad about that still. <laughs> I, I I'm irrationally mad at that. Speaking of people who are rationally mad, Telos, the guy who started Convergence, is getting his own book. Basically, Telos is going to be trying to find out, you know, stuff. <laughs> because I want to read about Telos, right? Yeah. The other one seems interesting. I think this is going to be a, uh, a, a pre-crisis book, even though Superman looks to be wearing his new 52 attire. Yep. Um, basically, the, the gist is it's called Titan's Hunt, number one. And it's going to be um, the Teen Titans uh, were, I guess, never existed. They were killed off before they could become the Teen Titans. And a uh, a new precog character by the name of Lilith is going to seek out to find um, Roy Harper, Dick Grayson, Donna Troy, and Garth the Atlantean. I don't know who Garth is. Yeah, Aqua Boy, Aqualad. Oh, is he? Yeah, it's Aqualad. Oh, I grew up with the. Uh, I shouldn't say grew up, but I've always associated. Um, Black Manta's son is Aqualad. Well, that was, that was that's a more uh, more recent development, but yeah, uh, in the Teen Titans show, it was Garth Aqualad. That, well, that Garth, you're not as fun as the other one. 
Um, we are also going to be pairing, uh, getting Mal, Garnack, Hank Hall, and Don Granger. So, uh, don't know any of those people. I, I recognize Hank Hall to a degree. Yeah. That's, um, Hawk, isn't it? I, I believe so. Yeah, and Don Granger is Dove. Yeah. Okay, so we got them. So I'm on board with that idea because, because yeah, Hawk and Dove. I I like Hawk and Dove, but I also grew up on on when Hawk and Dove were brothers. Yes, but then Dove died. Yeah, I like how the nice one dies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it was kind of a cool little thing though in uh, Blackest Night. You read that, right? I read well. There's like three different Blackest Nights. Yeah, there's there's Blackest <laughs> Darkest there's Nights. Darkest. It's blackest. There's blackest Listen, night. I love Jeff Johns. I Lantern, love that shit. And blackest night, Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> but they really need to figure out different titles for their books, <laughs> because brightest day, darkest night, blackest night. Like fuck, they're all running together. Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Um, in blackest night, one of the um, on Black Hand tries to resurrect Dove as a Black Lantern, but. He can't because Dove is at peace. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can dig hmm. that. Okay, okay. I can dig that shit. Uh, Yarnak seems to be a, uh, a caveman-esque character that who's been in Teen Titans. Hmm. And I think Mal is Mal Duncan uh, of um, Young Justice fame. He was the uh, the new uh, Guardian. Oh, okay. He was also in Teen Titans. So. Okay. So that's who these characters are. So and, and and I I may pick up the uh, the the Lost Titans or the, or the Titan Hunt because that seems interesting. I like that. Like that. That seems like a cool concept. I'm, I'm curious to see who the Forgotten Titan is. Well, I believe the the Forgotten Titans. Um. I believe it's 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 the group because the group never knew the Titans. Well, from what I understand, and I could be wrong. It was like the. It was kind of like a Young Justice thing where it was a secret team that was like off the books kind of thing. Uh, n- kind of. It, this this yeah. new character Lilith is going to try to figure out why the Teen Titans never existed. Yeah. And well, and the and the um the cover art for it has oh, the, has, the has the tombstone the the Forgotten Titan. Which, oh yes, yes, you, you are right. That, I that, mean, that, it, that's what it says. Is it is it possible that they're gonna bring bring in uh, Terra for her as as the famed Titan that died? Possible. Mm-hmm. Possible. It's very interesting because you have what I would imagine to be Dick Grayson, Donna Troy, Aqualad, uh, Arsenal slash Red Arrow. Slash yeah, whatever and then, and um, then she uh, the. She uh, she looks kind of like oh that must be Hawk and Dove then to the left yep and that must be a Guardian to the right yeah and then when you look below him you have Cyborg on the Justice League side of things which still weirds me out yeah especially when you have the other the the, the other four stars of the Teen Titans on the other side well three of the four because well, I think that's that's, J- that's, that's Tim. Tim Drake yeah that's yeah. Tim that's and then you have Starfire Beast Boy and uh, Raven yep. And Batman, Hal Jordan, Superman are joining Cyborg. By BTW, you're going to laugh at this one. I was reading a, a message board. <laughs> and it was, like, dated, like, a year ago, I think. And this one dude is... No, it was a chat box. 
and it, and and it was the actually a recurrent conversation. And the one dude's like, "Oh, they made Beast Boy green. That's so lame. He's always been red." And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh, are you shitting me? He come again? <laughs> you want to back that up there, Chief? <laughs> and I wanted to correct him, but I'm like, "Ugh, it's too late to suffer fools." <laughs> so I didn't. So I didn't. I didn't know he was red at one point. Like that. That was yeah. that was the news to me. When they, yeah, it was. Um, when they, that was at the very beginning of the new Fifty Two, which was part of that. Um, there was like a crossover with a Swamp Thing and Animal Man. They were fighting the Gray, which is like rot and death and shit. And Swamp Thing was representing the foliage, which was green, and Animal Man was representing animal life which was red so in order to tie into that they made beast boy red instead of green because hmm. he turned turns into animals and it was stupid <laughs> <laughs> i like how you just go kind of kiddish and it was stupid <laughs> i mean from what i from what i've heard there was it was a very good story but i just can't get i can't get behind a red beast boy i can't just like i can't get behind a red hulk I can't do it. I, 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 well, they are though. Those are different characters. Yes. Not, not Beast Boy and Hulk, obviously. Yes. But the Red Hulk is is, uh, is General Ross. Yeah. The guy who's been hunting the Hulk for the past forty years. And who basically just pulled the General Eileen storyline, where Eileen became a uh, metahuman and attacked the Justice League, and then realized, oh wait, I'm now a supervillain. My bad. <laughs> I like that storyline. That was awesome. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the Hulk. I know. Well, yeah, the Hulk is stupid. Um, speaking of, of stupid, kind of stupid to announce this so late into the production, but Deadpool has announced that they have cast Blind Al. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'm, I, I hope it's Blind Al, not bl- Blind AI. But I think it's Blind Al. Um, Leslie Uggams <laughs> will be playing the uh, Blind Al character in the upcoming Deadpool movie. She's a former World War II intelligence officer for the United Kingdom, and she and Deadpool form a friendship after Deadpool is hired to assassinate her. He ends up assassinating everyone else in, in the base instead of her. <laughs> because it's Deadpool. Uh, they released the Deadpool trailer, though, and she has a brief little uh, moment at the end of it where um, he says something like, you smell like death, and she goes, you smell like you have cocks in your mouth. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> The Deadpool leaked trailer from Comic-Con, it wasn't as funny as the trailer, the, not the trailer, the, the teaser? Uh, as the teaser that we got when it was animated, but that may be a good thing, because they may not be showing their entire hand right off the bat. Yeah. We actually got three leaked trailers. <laughs> Two in its entirety. Um, Deadpool and Suicide Squad, and one with kind of just a brief glimpse, and that was the X-Men Apocalypse one. The Batman one was not a leaked trailer. That was officially released. So I want to clarify that for anyone who's paying attention. Uh, The Deadpool trailer did definitely catch my attention. Colossus was in there, and there was a great little scene where Deadpool basically just starts mocking Pietro, and then Pietro echoes Colossus and knocks him through a wall. (laughs) I was like, all right. And he did bring back some of the gags from the uh, the, the animated teaser, where like he he holds his hand and goes like "What?" And then like you just like see him pop his head up and goes, "He's wearing his brown pants." <laughs> no, no, he goes, uh, "I bet you guys are wondering why I'm wearing this red suit. It's so you can't tell when I'm bleeding." 
and I see he's following suit too because he's wearing his brown pants, and then he cuts off his head. <laughs> so like, there it definitely was very Deadpoolish, definitely very rated R. Uh, definitely gonna check it out. It does look cool, and seeing Ryan Ryan Reynolds kind of scarred up from from the cancer because Deadpool, if you don't know, is is constantly fighting off uh, cancer, which deforms him instead of killing him because his uh, healing factor won't cut out the cancer completely, but it just keeps it from killing him. So it scars him up. And the guy who's playing his friend, he was, he, uh, I forget his name. He's always, the, he's a very funny actor. Is like, dude, you, you, you look like, <laughs> like testicles with teeth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it definitely is one of those movies that I think you're going to have to have a certain type of sense of humor for. And I do. So I, I'm I'm gonna dig it. I'm I'm definitely gonna dig it. What is this asshole's name? T.J. Miller. Thank you. Oh yeah, that's right. Marina Baccarin is gonna be in it. Hmm. She plays Doctor Leslie Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, from Gotham. Oh. We talked about her. We oh. talked about her being on Deadpool. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. I thought you yes. meant. I thought you were, you meant that uh, Leslie Tompkins was gonna be in Deadpool. I was like, wait, what? No, Marina Baccarin yeah. plays Leslie yeah. Tompkins. <clears throat> Although that would be interesting. That oh no, oh my god! <laughs> Did you even see the, uh, the the trailer yet for Deadpool? No, not yet. Okay, you're gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna love this. <laughs> so basically, uh, random general dude goes, I can I can. Make your life worth living, give you powers, make you a superhero. And Ryan Reynolds is on the screen. He goes, hey, "That sounds awesome. Just make sure the suit's not CGI or or, or bright." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking <laughs> 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 Green Lantern reference! Oh, I love it." <laughs> We start, like, like, they're like 20 seconds into the trailer, and they're already starting with the meta references. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And listen, Zach and I will, will firmly admit that the movie was not good, but we still watch it regularly. Yes. Because it's the only one we have until 2020. In which case, we will watch it burn. Burn, burn, burn into a pile of fiery ash and never watch it again once we get the good one. But to see Ryan Reynolds mock it was awesome. Speaking of awesome, my friend Matt and you will like this crossover events. Getting a nice one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Batmans. Teenage Mutant Ninja Batmans. Turtles in a half bat. Bat signal. (laughs) (laughs) Batman and the Turtles are pairing up. Apparently, when IDW and DC Comics made a deal to do a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover, that wasn't the only one they had planned. The Turtles will be popping on over to Gotham in a special edition, where the Turtles and Batman will, will probably fight some crime together. I'm hoping Batman goes over to the, to the uh, uh, um, Turtle side of things, because for some reason I just want to see Batman punch a living brain. To see him kick the shit out of the crane would be hilarious to me. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I'd be on board with that. Or to see, like, like Raphael stab the Joker to death and be like, what? <laughs> you weren't gonna. And that should, that'd be awesome. I, I'm on board. 
the the crew for it is going to be awesome. Um, it's set for a November release date. Jamie Jamie Tinian, who's uh, doing the Batman books. I believe he's doing them currently. Oh, and uh, J- James James Tinian. Tinian, yes. He's not very good. Oh, then this should be interesting. <laughs> He'll not... write the books. <laughs> while Freddie E. Uh, Freddie E. Williams, who's worked on Robin and JSA All Stars, will be the artist. But fear not, true believers. Williams is also tapped to do the cover. Alongside TMT co-writer Kevin Eastman. I have to imagine that Kevin Eastman will have some say in how this story goes. And considering IDW is carried by their Turtles franchise, I'm pretty sure Kevin Eastman knows what he's doing. I know you don't like Jamie and Tinian. Jamie Tinian? James Tinian. But but, do, do, do you have any excitement for this book? You have any excitement for a book with Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Fuck yeah, I do. I picked up uh, issue one of uh, Green Lantern and Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, and like the first time we see Bones is is with a dead guardian from from Guardians of the, of the Universe, like that that dead. You almost you, you 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 almost slipped. You almost slipped. I did. I did, but I didn't. And it is, it's big old body and it, it, big old head, small body. And Kirk goes like, what is it? <laughs> First fucking word out of his mouth. Well, Jim, I'm pretty sure it's dead. <laughs> and it's just like a skeleton and, and the Green Lantern red robe that they wear. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. I love you, Bones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm already interested in this. I'm already hooked. I, I don't even know who's writing it. I didn't check. I didn't care to. Because I was going to read it regardless. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, Johnson, Hernandez, and Sanchez. I don't need first names, apparently. Because apparently. it's not like those aren't three of the most popular names in the goddamn world. <laughs> I, um, I picked up, um, when they did the, um, the Star Trek Legion of Superheroes crossover. Yes, I saw that. I saw the trade paperback next to it, and I was like, mm, pass, because I don't like the, the latest, uh, you don't like the Lost? They're so generic. I, don't know, I picked it up and it wasn't that good. Not because of the Legion of Superheroes being generic and blah, but it, it, <laughs> I was about to say because they're the generic superheroes. No, it was it was it was it was a pretty weak ending. I mean, it it was basically um, Vandal Savage was the main villain of the whole thing. Shocking. Yeah, because you're talking about time traveling and yeah. savage, shocking. So, yeah, it it worked, but um, the the whole thing was them trying to, like, Vandal Savage somehow imprisoned Q from Next Gen and Voyager. He was impossible. Yeah, Q's, Q's literally an entity he, beyond understanding. Yeah, he he they saw, and that's kind of why I don't like the character because he's, he's too powerful. He somehow got trapped in like a bubble. And then, and then you managed to set him out to release him. And the second they did, oh, everything's rewritten. Everything's done. We're good. I was like, well, the cool thing about this one is that it's uh, it appears to be just an alternate reality. Okay. And Green Lantern pops over from a different reality into this one. 
So it, it, there's going to be no continuity issues. It's just it's a fun little six issue, uh, uh, issue one off. Like it's it, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of fine, there are some things I'm going to leave for last. So uh, don't 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 worry. I'm not I'm not forgetting. You better not. I don't. I'm not. I just think we should end the uh, comic con segment with it because it's the biggest part of the comic con. Mm-hmm. Did you call me a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Avengers uh, Ultron Revolution is going to be the new animated series coming to, I believe, Nickelodeon. or No, not Nickelodeon. Uh, Disney XD. Disney XD. Fuck it, I don't really give a shit. But the characters that are introducing, pretty relevant. Yeah. Uh, in preparation for their debuts on the big screen, three of the upcoming <laughs> franchise movies, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and The Inhumans, We'll all be popping up on the show. Now, I believe the show is casted, or not casted, but uh, headlined by the uh, core Avenger tree, uh, group of guys. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, Black Widow, um, Captain America, Thor, Hulk. You know, boring McGee's. So, I think these are going to be uh, guest stars, and uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Black Bolt. If we don't get Black Bolt, I'm going to riot. Although we're going to, because Black Bolt. It's Black Bolt. <laughs> Black Bolt's fucking awesome. All right, if you don't know anything about Black Bolt, l- l- let me tell you this. His power is so intense that he can channel it through a, uh, um, a tuning fork that gives him the ability to fly and has super strength. Hmm. And if he speaks, I mean, like, if he says a word at the decibel I'm saying, he could literally encave an entire country. It's more like a building. I think I'm overplaying his vocal cord a bit, but I, if he whispers, he brings down a building. Like, that, that, pff, fuck you. <laughs> Could you imagine if he screams? Oh my god, here goes the world. <laughs> but, you know, they're bringing the Inhumans now because they're like, we can't use mutants anymore because Fox owns them. <laughs> By the way, if Fox somehow pulls off the ballsiest coup of all time and gets Deadpool, Fantastic Four, and X Men's comic rights, oh. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Finally, a brand that has all the cool Marvel characters. I don't have to shit, sit through the shit anymore. Anyway, so th- those names are all going to be popping up on the newest season of, of the Avengers. Codename, or, or I guess subnamed, Avengers Ultron Revolution. Because, you know, he was so cool in the movies. Yeah. Another character popping up is Miss Marvel. Now... For those of you maybe newer to the show or maybe you remember comics in the 90s and you haven't really read Marvel since then, Captain Marvel's no longer a male alien. <laughs> Captain Marvel is actually, you know, the former Miss Marvel. <laughs> and Miss Marvel is now a Muslim teenage girl. Muslim now? Yes. Hmm. So, some things have changed. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if, you, if you're wondering why uh, uh, I'm bringing this up, it's because Captain Marvel is now going to get her own movie, and that's what we were talking about before, although I don't know if that part made it there either. With with Yvonne Stravowski and um, uh, Charlize Theron being in I don't think it did. I don't think it did either. I like I like Yvonne. She, she's in a new show called The Astronauts, uh, Astronauts Wife, and it's Wives, and I need to watch that show because I love Yvonne. And she was at Comic-Con with, with, with Chuck. She purdy. And, and John K. She is purdy. And she talented. Uh-huh. She's badass. I love her and Chuck. She was such a good show. Oh, my God. Chuck is such a good show. Oh, my 
God, why do they cancel that show? Why have they not made 12 movies yet? Like, fuck, it's so good, and Zach refuses to like it. I don't get you, dude. I do not get you. You, you, you break my brain. <laughs> you break my brain. And it brings me joy. I know, and it pisses me off. Because <laughs> you just, you refuse to like this amazing show. Which brings me even more joy. Oh, you're depriving yourself of a great show. Something that we won't be deprived of will be a good Green Lantern movie. Coming in five years. Fuck me. Five years? Too long. Son of a bitch. We need to bump that up a bit, because I, I don't want to go to the movie at 33 to finally see a good Green Lantern movie. Like I, I'm, I'm you know, good on that. Let's speed this up a little bit here, boys. I mean, can't we do, like, the core before we do the Justice League movie? Like, really? Like, like it's 2017... Too much to ask for, <laughs> right? We're getting it though, and it's not. It's, it's, it, I love Hal Jordan, and I love John Stewart, not as much as Guy and and Kyle. And I love Kai, and I love Guy, and, and and I like I like Alan Scott. You know, before the Earth Two thing fucked him up. <laughs> it's not the. It's not even. It, it, it's partially because he's gay, not because I have an issue with gay people, but because I love Jade, and now we don't have Jade, <laughs> so I'm kind of miffed by that. <laughs> And because he's, it, listen, it's a cool concept, him being a, a person who draws energy from the earth. Like, I get it. I, I That'd be a cool power for anyone else who wasn't Alan Scott. Mm-hmm. If you, if, you, if, you, if you named him Scott Allen and called him the Lantern Green. <laughs> the Lantern Green. <laughs> All right, fine, Green. whatever. Don't care. Like, 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 I'd be into it. But he's he's one he's the original Green Lantern. Don't fuck with original. Just let it be. I'm all right with you with, with people going. Hey, we're gonna make Wally West black. He's the third Flash. I could give a fuck less. Come on. Some some characters don't need to be changed. We 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 don't need to be fucking with that much history just for the sake of God damn Earth Two. <sighs> By the way, what is Wally West even in? Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll talk more about him in a second. But like, everyone's like, "Yeah, well, he was Black. Well, he was. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming." I, I, I read twelve titles. I've yet to see one title with Wally West in it. Uh, then you probably don't read Flash. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> have I, you read I, Flash? I don't, I don't. I, I did read Flash, and then I stopped because it's eh? it's hard to do a, a a comic with Flash, man. Yeah. It, it just is. And here's the thing that's always been there about Barry. He's a little boy. He's the John Stewart of the Speed Force. Yes. There's a reason why everyone is... Why the greatest Flash of all time has been christened as Wally West. Yeah. Because he's a lot more fun. He's, he's sarcastic. He's witty. And him and Kyle Rayner. Oh, or in Kyle and Connor Hawk. I will always have a special place in my heart when they did the uh, the juniors, if you will, the junior Justice League, and I don't mean like the young Justice League, but like Hal Jordan and the, and the Green Lantern Corps were gone and dead. Barry Allen was dead. Oliver Queen was dead. That was a great time for comics, <laughs> and it, I'm not saying that sarcastic at all. Because then we got Connor Hawk with Green Arrow, we had Kyle Rayner with Green Lantern, 
and we had Wally West being promoted from Kid Flash to, to, to the Flash. Although he was around a lot longer than Kyle, because that was what eighty nine. Wally West got promoted. Yep. I think that's when, because uh, Wally Barry died on during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right? Yep, that was. Um... Actually, I think that was '86 when he died. Yeah, I think you're right. So Wally's been been was around for about ten years before Kyle and Connor were, but he wasn't part of the Justice League. At least yeah. not this Justice League. Like this was the Justice League: Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. It was the Justice League. I digress. The Green Lantern movie we're getting after we got off way topic. Yeah. <laughs> will not just be Hal, John, Guy. Kyle or Alan. It will be everyone. Tomare, Badge, Sinestro, Kilowog. Please, please tell me they got the best Green Lantern of all time. Come on. You know who it is. Who? No, no, you have to guess. Um. He, he, he's awesome. He, he's a bit bigger than most. And I can safely say he's the only Green Lantern to never set foot on Oa. Mostly because he's bigger than Oa and doesn't have feet. Mogo? Yes! <laughs> if we get a Mogo Green Lantern scene, I am in. I am already in. That would be awesome. We are expecting... I, 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 I can't confirm this, but I've been told it's going to be at least Hal and John, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not so much in a storyline sense... They're basically the same character, only Hal's a little bit more of an ass, but in the sense that they want to have a uh, equal representation to minority and white folks. So I get that. But we better get Guy in some form, because it's Guy and John. Like, I'll read any title. I don't care if it's Architect and Bar Owner. <laughs> I will read any title where Guy and John are starring in it. I said before, and I'll say it again, man, I love being a turtle. But I also love books where they're together. And when you separate them, that was really funny, by the way. I have to give myself credit for that one. That one was good. Yeah, you totally and, and didn't I continued, take that from a movie either. I, I continued on as long as I could. <laughs> but I had to acknowledge that was fucking funny. Um, when they split Guy and John from, because they were both, the, they were co-starring in, in Green Lantern Corps. Yep. And then John took over and Guy went and took over the Red Lantern Corps book. And I read the Red Lantern Corps book maliciously, man. Like, and that was a good book. And I, I know, like, early on it wasn't, and I and you had criticisms for, for the first few issues or, or however long you last, and I agree with all of it. But when Guy took over, that dynamic changed, and that dynamic was awesome. But you still didn't have John. And, but there was a nice little cameo where John pops up, and, and him and Guy have this nice little conversation. That was pretty cool. But for the most part... You can't have one without the other. Love and marriage. Love and, and marriage. marriage. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but in the new Green Lantern title, Lost Army, where the group of Green Lantern soldiers, I guess you could call them, who are no longer even in the same universe or to our understanding as Mogo, which is the new home of the Green Lantern Corps, and... The Green Lantern Corps is gone in both titles. They don't know where anyone is. So we're pretty much down to like maybe a, a nine <laughs> Green Lanterns, counting uh, Hal Jordan's gauntlet. 
and eight of them are either on the other side of the universe or in another galaxy hole completely. Like, he's, he's all fucked up. And they re they brought back Guy Garner into this book, and it, he when they brought him back, he was wearing both a red and green lantern ring, and his colors were red, green, and white. And John Stewart goes, "So what are we gonna call you now? The Christmas Lantern?" And Guy Garner goes, "Ho ho ho, jackass!" <laughs> and it was so perfect. It was like that's that they they do not work as well without one another. No. So if you're gonna do this movie, like I, I you could not have Hal. You bring in Hal and Wonder Woman. Have Chris Pine play Hal and Wonder Woman. If you give me a, a Green Lantern core movie and it's just Guy and John being Guy and John and I get Mogo and Badge and Tomare, maybe Kilowog. I like Kilowog, but he's kind of done. After they killed him, they brought him back and did him to death. I feel like we kind of need to kill Kilowog again to appreciate Kilowog. That was when he was most appreciated when he was dead. <laughs> But if I get those characters, and yeah, Kilowog, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Especially Badge. If I, oh, come on. Who doesn't love Badge? Fuck R- Rocket Raccoon. What a generic-ass generic. I bet you that was a Stanley name. Yep. Rocket Raccoon. Ugh. But Badge? Spelled B apostrophe something? B, B apostrophe DG? That's awesome. Badge. Badge. <laughs> I, I expect his name, uh, his his voice to be like this. I'm Badge. How are you, Hal Jordan of Earth? I fucking love Badge. He was in um, First Flight, wasn't he? Um, I want to say he was. Was that Badge or was that Chip? Oh, I think it may have been Chip. Chip is the one that doesn't speak, right? Um, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Well, I know one of them was in uh, the Green Lantern cartoon. I think it was Chip was in the Green Lantern cartoon. And that was funny. Mm. I know that. Obviously, we're both excited for a Green Lantern Corps movie, especially considering the fact that it's the core and not just a singular lantern. Because the core is is truly the Green Lantern. I think in an individual sense, it doesn't work. Unless you're doing the Kyle Rayner, the core is gone, you're the only Green Lantern left story. I think in that case it works. But otherwise, you need to have the core. Yeah. And then the core's been around for a while. I remember I have issues from the 80s with the Green Lantern Corps and it's uh, Guy Garner. So yeah, it's been around for a while. Now this one's going to make Zach pee himself. The Killing Joke is being made into an animated movie. <laughs> and it's not even just The Killing Joke. It's The Killing Joke with Bruce Tim. Yes. And for those of you who, who don't realize who Bruce Tim is, did you ever see the 1990s Batman, Superman, 2000s Justice League movies? Or, or television shows, I mean. That was Bruce Tim. Yes. Batman Beyond, Bruce Timm. Everything from the 90s on up has been Bruce Timm. <laughs> Not, Not everything. everything. But everything. But like, worth, the good shit. <laughs> everything yeah, worth the good mentioning. Shit. And I don't even know. I, I don't even Because there was a lot of other good shit. But like this was like the, the creme de la creme of the good yeah. shit. Like, this is like, hey, it's not as good as that Batman. Because that's the standard bearer. And Bruce Timm. And, and I mentioned this in the, in the article we posted on the website has already done a very similar story. Because in the uh, Return of the Joker in the 2000, I want to say it was? Yes, I believe that's Movie for Batman Beyond. The Joker kidnaps, brainwashes, and uh, and tortures Tim Drake Mm -hmm. into being a brainwashed little Joker's son. And Tim Drake eventually shoots the Joker to death. So Bruce Tim is very well apt at handling very controversial type of storylines 
like yep. killing joke. There is one issue. And if it was any other, because like uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm very excited to watch the court, the, the um, Batman versus Robin, Court of Owls story. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, and I have no, I, have, I do not care who the voice actors are. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna dismiss it because it's not Kevin Conroy, and I'm not gonna be all jacked up because it's whoever. But in this one occasion, in this specific instance. <laughs> If the Killing Joke is not Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, I am not watching it. You cannot give me what may be quintessentially the greatest Batman story without the greatest voices of Batman and Joker. Can't do it. I won't accept it. I'll. I'll I will boycott it on on just belief alone. Yeah, and, and, on my morals. And he and to all the people out there saying, "Oh, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill retired after Arkham City." Mark Hamill also said he would come out of retirement and do the Joker again for the Killing Joke, which is one of Not, his favorite books. I didn't know that, <laughs> oh, but if, 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 if that's true. And let's also point out that he said he was retiring after Arkham City, yet he came back and did voices for Arkham Knight. Hmm. Did he? Yeah, he did. That one I can confirm. Mm. Because there's actually, and, and I know you'd rather see it, but considering I don't have four years for you to wait. <laughs> She'd spoil anything for me. It's not a spoil so much as it's a nice little little reference. There's a scene where Batman is like doing his detective work. I haven't played it yet, like so I'm going off of secondhand information. But it's like either like he's looking at a crime scene or, or somebody's playing a video back or he's having a, a nightmare. But he's like Batman watches the scene from the killing joke where Joker shoots Batgirl. In the killing joke. In Arkham's night. Like that happens. I think it's like a dream or like some kind of hallucination or like a nightmare brought on by the scarecrow. But still. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that happened at some point because you have Oracle in the games. Yeah. Yeah, so so obviously it sets it up. I don't know in the context though, like like because he like he's there as Batman watching it happen, and obviously he's not gonna just watch Joker shoot Barbara. Like that's not gonna happen. Mm. He'd kill Joker, like flat out. I firmly believe if Batman was there when Barbara got shot, he would have killed Joker. Yep. yep. Because as much as he loves Dick, and <laughs> I I heard it as soon as that word left my mouth, I heard it, I heard it, and I'm sorry. I, I... As much as he loves Grayson. <laughs> I could literally, literally go on any television show because of the way censors work. I could say Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson were the original Batman and Robin. And then I could literally just go on from there and go, and Batman loves Dick. <laughs> and no one can mute me, and I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Not as much as Batman loves Dick, though. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to me now. Um, but I firmly do believe uh, that Bruce and Batman has always, not more, but maybe loved differently. He loved Barbara almost to a, to a more daughterly or maybe sisterly degree than he ever did the boys. And I think that's because, for whatever reason, he always saw Barbara as somebody who chose... To do this when she didn't have to. Because like, look at everyone on the bat side of things. Bruce lost his parents. Yep. Grayson lost his parents. 
Jason Todd lost his mom, and then his father was kind of never there. Yeah, he he was pr- like a kid on the streets. Yeah, he but he he did have a father, which no, no Tim had the father, right? Tim had the father. Who had the ho- T- okay, Tim had the father. Yeah, T- Tim made Jason the choice. Jason was too. an orphan boy. So, but right. yeah, but Barbara did it did it first. I thought Tim was was a, a ward, just like the other two. No, um, what happened was after Jason Todd died, Tim figured out who Batman was. Because apparently that's an easy secret. Apparently, because <laughs> you know um, what's his face from uh, um, Dark Knight Rises figured it out in twenty minutes, <laughs> off of a conversation he had with Bruce Wayne when he was twelve. Like, yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, that's the one thing I hated about that movie is is the, is the weak ass. Yeah, <laughs> just the weak ass. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I knew it was you from a conversation I had with you. Like, really? Fuck you. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he figured that out, and then he he decided that Batman needed a Robin. So he took up. He convinced Batman to let him take up the mantle of Robin. And then, fla- uh, fast forward to Identity Crisis, which is a good book. Um, Tim's father is killed by a washed-up old Captain Boomerang basically and making Tim an orphan. And then after that, Batman adopts him as his son. Okay. No, yeah, he's not, they can't do the ward thing anymore. He even said, "Um, I can't make him my ward, but I can adopt you as my son. I bet you that settled old dick. Like really, really dick. And, and see, this is where the the name kind of fucks with people. Yep. (laughs) I bet you Richard is saying, really? Really, you dickhead? There we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, Barbara didn't have... Like, Barbara's mother, I believe, had died, but I thought it was because of like cancer or something like that. No, her mother left because Gordon... No, I know. Joker killed her. She, Joker? No, I know. No, I... I Bar- because, Barbara like, I, Gordon, the mom, left because jo- Gordon cheated on her. With okay, so she's very much still alive. Yes. Or at least she was when she decided to be Batgirl. Yes. So right there, that's where I'm getting at. She was before Tim, before Jason even, and she, without any reason to, other than to do the right thing, yep. becomes Batgirl because she's inspired. And I think that, that right there is what Batman had always wanted. Uh-huh. He wanted p- good people to go, I can do this too. I can help the fight. Yeah. And that's why I think he always kind of saw Batgirl, not so much even as his daughter, but as as the ideology <clears throat> behind what Batman was supposed to always be mm-hmm. to inspire the right people to step up. So when Joker shoots her, I if he's there, I'm betting even money he kills Joker. Yep. Even money. He, I, he, I don't think he'd ever w- would have killed Joker if Dick died. Or, or if Jason died. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he And that would. sets up the reason why Red Hood hates Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have. <laughs> well, considering he didn't after Jason died. <laughs> yeah, he did because Superman said, no, you're not going to do it. <laughs> oh, like that would stop him. Batman would be like, hey, you see this? Can you see through it? No, that's because it's like, boom, kryptonite. Hey, Joker, dead. (laughs) 
you can't argue that. You know he would do that. He didn't want to kill Joker, and I think that the whole point was Superman. Anyway. I, I, I hardly disagree. Well, that's because you're wrong. And you that, that's, be, that. that's because I'm the Batman guy. <laughs> <laughs> go over, go over there with go over there to the Green Lantern world where they can't kill people because it's not allowed. Just you know, I'll go over there in the Green Lantern world where Batman looked helplessly like a little imp, limp dick as the sun went out and went. I can't I can't wink. I'm bat. I can't have a battering for that. And Hal Jordan's all like, "Boom, bitch! I'll die for you." <laughs> Fire. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, Hal did that in the first place. He was under control by a yellow symbiotic symbiotic douche nugget that made him go bad. You get off Hal. Hal's paid his dues. Even terribly as the Spectre. (laughs) (laughs) Still a better storyline than Bruce Wayne lost in time. Great, that's a bad Bill and Ted cartoon. Don't, don't. Don't don't no don't. You, I did. You you I did. you will you will, I you will not. Oh, I did. You will it. not besmirch the work of Grant Morrison, sir. It, I will, Grant Morrison's a great writer. I will not allow. He you. still made Batman a pirate. <laughs> and it was. He fantastic. loves Dick, and he's a pirate. It was fan fucking fantastic. You haven't read it, so you don't get to say nothing. I don't need to read it. Read. Darkseid shoots him with his beams, and he doesn't die. End of discussion. <laughs> Like, listen, I'm all right with, with Batman being the only person who's ever fought Darkseid to have avoided the Omega Beams. I am all right with that. But to be the only person who's never died from the Zeta Beams? Really? I'm pretty sure he's not the only person to have never died. That's not so. I don't think that was something well, that Morrison Superman created. Doesn't count. I'm pretty sure that the Omega Sanction has happened before. And I'm pretty sure it would have sucked if it has. And he brought it back and he deserves the credit for it. There's a bad, there's bad storylines that need, never need to be revisited, and and, and apoc- apocalypse. I'm fucking confusing the two goddamn, goddamn, goddamn villains. I do that a lot though, apocalypse and dark side, because dark side lives on the apocalypse. Yeah. And apocalypse very much has a dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> but there's just some storylines, like the Omega Sanction, just stupid. It's just stupid. And Batman has to be brought back in the right time, or or time's gonna fall. It's just fucking stupid. Almost as stupid, and I'll give you this: it's almost as stupid as the light reservoir. No, the emotional spectrum reservoir running out. Ugh. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. That was bad. But that was a stupid writer. So I. So what can you expect? Mm. Uh, apparently, the 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 X Men trailer is just been uploaded online and that was the other the the trailers that were shown at comic-con i'm gonna watch it as we speak but i'm not gonna listen to it but i did see part of it yesterday and it was with apocalypse and if the voice of apocalypse is the voice that i'm thinking they're gonna use i'm kind of kind of disappointed and i'm not gonna lie because zach and i grew up on the uh, 1990s animated apocalypse mm-hmm. and that dude had a voice on him and that voice was amazing. And the apocalypse in this one, if that's the voice that I think I heard, is very much just regular. It's like, hi, how are you? I'm Apocalypse. And it's like, what? What? 
Yeah, if if you're gonna do apocalypse, if you're gonna do dark side, if you're gonna do these people, these ultimate villains, fuck you, Thanos. Yeah, you, Thanos. You, please. You have the the voice has to be awesome. You, why was Darth Vader so awesome? Because of James the Earl voice. Jones. <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. He, I know he, he he's eighty something, and he may not have that much longer. But just have James Earl Jones through the voice of every villain for the next thirty years, because that would be okay by me. Uh-huh. Holy shit! Did I just see what I thought I saw? What 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 what, what did you what did you see? I saw Magneto siding with Apocalypse. What? <laughs> Show me the trailer, sir. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, I want to share it on Facebook. That way you can watch it. <laughs> I don't know what... That should be like our awaiting music. <laughs> Just randomly have Doug's intro thing like when we're talking. We're going to take a short little break. Well, that actually allows me the, the time to do the, uh, the, 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 the ads. Ooh, we got to pay for the show somehow. Got to pay the bills. Uh, if you guys are wrestling fans, go down to the bottom right-hand corner of the website and click on the banner. It's the WWN Live banner. Pro Wrestling on the internet, as it was always meant to be, FIP, that's a promotion if you don't know, Shine, Shimmer, Evolve, and other various awesome shoot interviews and companies, all brought to you live on iPay-Per-View. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. For you non-pro wrestling fans, you can sign up with NerdBlock for $19.99 a month and get awesome shirts, collectible toys, and action figures sent to your door for just 20 bucks a month. Pretty awesome deal. Do it. If you sign up with WWN Live and NerdBlock through the banners on our websites, the uh, NerdBlock banner has to be clicked on through a uh, a link. Like, so click on like any story that we have up on the website, and it'll be at the top hand, top right, center portion of the story. And the WWN Live banner on the bottom left hand corner is on every page, so you could just go to the home page and see it. If you click on those and sign up with them through the website. We will get a percentage of both. But if you just want to pay us directly, NOE has shirts. Awesome shirts. Bountiful shirts. You can check them out at noeentertainment.com. Go to the... It's really right there at the top of the page. You'll, you'll see the banner. Go to the left-hand side. You'll see the, the radio player. Then you'll see the NOE shirts icon. Or you could go to noenetwork.spreadshirt.com. Check them out. Pay the bills. Back to the conversation. Uh, so yeah, wrapping it up uh, on that one. If we don't get um, Kevin Conroy and um, Luke Skywalker over there, Mark Hamill, as the voices of Batman and Joker, respectively, don't care. I'll probably still watch it, but it'll be under protest. Speaking of things that I won't need a protest, Season 2 is apparently bringing in Wally West and Season 2 of The Flash. Really should have let off that. (laughs) Wally West, Patty Spivett, Jay Garrick, and Zoom. Now, at first I thought they were bringing in Professor Zoom. I was like, wait. 
are they just advertising that they're bringing back Eobard Thawne? <laughs> like, really? Is that what's happening right here? Because somebody who posted on Twitter, and that was where I first heard it, said, you know, uh, Professor Zoom coming to Flash Season 2. I was like, wait. That can't be right. But apparently they're going with Zoom, not Professor Zoom, just Zoom, who is Hunter Solomon. Zach. Zach is, I guess, still watching X-Men. Okay. I'm, 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 okay. Okay. Um, first of all, um, whoever was recording that, uh, you, you, you cut off half the damn screen. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, you suck, you suck, you suck. Um, but yes, um, Magneto sides with Apocalypse. And, I, I didn't listen to, to the trailer. I, you, and Apocalypse's voice is not good enough. Not good enough. Damn it. Not good, not good enough, not good enough. That's what I figured. Um, the other leaked trailer was the Suicide Squad trailer. Did you see that yet? I did not. Um, shit, let me see if I can find it real fast. Uh, all Things DC and Marvel. It is a uh, Facebook page you should be following. I believe they're the ones that posted it. So, go look that. Go up. A, 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 type in right now All Things DC and Marvel. And it'll be like a picture of um, uh, Batman and Daredevil. It'll be like centered in the down the middle. Oh yep, okay. That's a pretty cool uh, picture. Yes, I, I dig it. Uh, by the way, Mohawk Storm, love it. <laughs> Favorite Storm is always Mohawk Storm. And oh my God, this is so true. Apocalypse does look like a blue Ivanus, and that rhymed, and I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, oh my God, it's true. Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yes. So much yes. <laughs> We're going to make that into a theme song. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So good, oh, so good. How the f- <sighs> shit? Where the fuck is it? Well, yes, where is it? I don't see it. Like Deadpool, tra- keep yeah, like you had to like they've been posting a lot of shit the last few days, so you had to keep going. Um, Shining Tatum wearing a Gambit shirt. Uh, I'm on eleven o'clock of of Saturday, Saturday night. So you're gonna have to go down a bit. Uh, do trailer. Just we're gonna talk about that. Gosh, case of emotion. Just Batman, Superman. We'll be talking about that there in a moment. John Burtonthal is punished. We're gonna talk about. No, I'm not gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. Shit! How many times? Yeah, you know, we get it. We get it. We get it. Just fucking Google it. <laughs> I think that'll be a lot easier on you than having to scroll through all that nonsense. So, some of it's good nonsense too. <clears throat> Um. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, season two of Flash and whatnot. Uh, Wally West has been confirmed. No actor has been casted. S- this is going to be a big point contention because I know a lot of people are still aren't happy that Wally West has been redubbed as a black kid now. Now, granted, you can't do Wally West as you know a late twenty, early thirty year old with two kids and a wife. I mean, that just wouldn't you know work considering Barry Allen's is in mid twenties. 
and it makes all the sense in the world to make Wally West black because Joey West is black, Irish West is black. I mean, continuity-wise, I mean, that would make sense. Although Wally West is adopted. So Wally West could be Chinese, and it would still work because he's adopted. Zach, at the end of the day, do you care if Wally West is black, white, or Michael Jackson? <laughs> Goes black from black to white. That, uh, not, not incredibly. I mean, if we are sticklers for for historical continuity, if, if it's in the, and that if, needs to be acknowledged. If it's in the comics, then I have then I have a problem with it. But when it comes to like movies or TV shows or whatever, then I can give a little more leeway because you know sometimes. It's all about the performance. Yeah, sometimes the best actor for the job doesn't fit the description. Mm-hmm. So I agree completely. It's going to depend on who they cast as Wally West. If it's Jaden Smith, I'm done watching Flash. You know, that's, that's the brass tacks of the situation. But if it's some unknown who nails the audition, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I, I will. Like, I, If he's good, like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll totally be into it, but I won't have an issue with it. That's what I should have said. But that's not the best part. The best part is Patty Spivet, who is a bit character like um, Felicity and was redubbed in later issues. Who, who the fuck cares about Patty Spivet? Like, make a new character up. Like, come I'm on. Us. <laughs> this is like Marvel trying to be like, hey, Doctor Strange is cool. <laughs> DC's like, hey, we Patty Spivet. Somebody we created 40 years ago and were just made re-relevant in the last couple of years. Yeah, like her. Fuck that. No, the big name is Jay Garrick. And he's been cast, ladies and gentlemen. So is Patty Spivet. And Patty Spivet is going to be played by, what was her name? Chantal Van Sutten. And, dude, they nailed Jay Garrick. Like, like a porn star nailed. I don't know who he is. I've never, I cannot recall anything I've ever seen him in. But Teddy Sears looks like Jay Garrick. Have you seen the picture of Teddy Sears? Um, yeah. You're googling the uh, the yeah, I'm, Sears I'm, one, I'm, aren't you? I'm, well, I, I found one. I found one. All right. Uh, Teddy Sears is 38, so he's going to be older than Barry Allen, which is like, that is, is I think the only criteria necessary is to be older than Barry. And I don't think he's going to be <clears throat> wearing a bike helmet, like a douchebag, because we saw at the end of season one, we saw the helmet of Harry's. Harry's. Uh, no. What the fuck Hermes. is that flying imp? Hermes, thank you. God, there's too many with H's. Hermes, Harry's, Hades, Hippotheles. There's no Harry's. <laughs> you're, you're Harry's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Hypotheli, hypotheli. What's her um, name? Uh, Hippotheletha. Hippopotamus. The the queen, of, the queen of the Amazons. Yes, Wonder Woman's Hippolyta. mom. That's it. There's too many with it. Too many fucking ages. Come on, <laughs> Hermes. We saw the helmet of Hermes. That sounds a lot better, by the way. Scattered across the skitter across the ground at the end of season one. And now we have Teddy Sears coming as Jay Garrick. 
it does seem like to be like he's going to be an Earth 2 Jay Garrick. <clears throat> and that doesn't bother me. I just, I need the helmet. <laughs> you best be rolling up in that Hermes helmet, yo, and not a stupid-ass bike helmet like a douche. Like, seriously, Earth 2 just sucks. It sucks so hard. I get, like, they, they bring in a second Kryptonian. Cool. And then they kill off Superman. And then the second Kryptonian somehow becomes president and it's still Superman. Like, what? Oh, I want I want to beat it with a stick. I want to beat it with a stick until it's dead. Earth 2 is an abomination. It's, a, it's an abomination. And I'm, I'm saying it. It's terrible. You, 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 you have a stupid Green Lantern. You have a stupid Flash. You have a stupid Superman. The best thing going was the Batman. You killed him off in Convergence. Motherfucker. So are you still watching the uh, Suicide Squad trailer? Yeah, hold on. I, it, I need to. Um, I, I, there, there's, there's part at the end that I need to. Um, I need to go over a couple times just to see what I can. Just, just, just to get a feel for it. We're gonna be talking about the the, the X Men trailer and the, uh, the the Suicide Squad trailer. So I mean, you can. <clears throat> You, you can go easy on that there, sir. <laughs> or not. Anyway, um, so who are you most excited for? So, so let, let us know at Comic Course Show, C-O-M-I-C-C-O-R-P-S-H-O-W. Zoom or Flash Jay Garrick version? <clears throat> Personally speaking, I'm on board with Jay Garrick, Team Garrick all the way. But Zoom is going to be interesting. Although I feel like it may be too much of a rehash of Season one storyline. Um, I, I'm definitely I looking more forward to Jay Garrick. I am because Zoom, yeah, Zoom is they tried to make they they kind of made Zoom different than Reverse Flash in that he can't slow down. He's constantly at super speed, and so it it's 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 interesting. But he's always just kind of been Wally West's Reverse Flash, basically. So he can't stop at all. Is what you're yeah, saying. he's like if you if you ever like see him in the comics, he's like his all his words run together because he's just running. He's just constantly at super speed all the time. He's all over the place. He doesn't stop. Okay, but he can stop though. He can't. No. He literally cannot stop. Moving. No, he literally cannot stop. That's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, that's Did, would you like me to uh, give you the link to this thing? I've seen it. Oh, you've I, seen I, it? I know. Yeah, I've already seen it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and the reason why I haven't posted any of the uh, the trailers to the site is because I don't want to post shitty videos. Yeah, the, site, and they're going to be taken good. down in like two days anyway. Yeah, that, that was another reason. I don't know why they don't just do what, what Batman Superman did. Hey, here's the trailer. Yeah. Enjoy. Here, have it. Good luck. Have Have fun. I think I hope it's some kind of stupid ass deal with like Comic Con. Like, hey, you can't show this until like August, because at least then it would make sense. Because Comic Con's a bunch of douchebags anyway. Yeah. Not the people there, although. Well, I mean, they don't help much. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, Zoom, Patty Spivet, Jay Garrick, Wally West. Oh, um, apparently Eel Barthon is coming back for season two. In the, uh, I don't want to say trailer, uh, the highlights. You watched the highlights, right? Yeah, I did. 
there is new dialogue from Thomas, Thomas Kavanaugh, who played Eobarthon, or Harrison Wells, in season two. And he was asked, will we get Harrison Wells as Harrison Wells in season two, or will we get more of what we got in season one? And he said, we're going to get more, I don't want to say more of the same, but we are going to get uh, another type of character, because I don't know who he's going to play. Eobarthon is dead. He never existed. Maybe he comes over with Jay Garrick from a different reality. I don't. I I do not know how they're going to bring uh, Thomas Cavanaugh back on the show, but he's apparently not going anywhere, which is fine by me, because I love Thomas Cavanaugh. <laughs> he's literally the reason I started watching the show. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm on board. Are you okay with Thomas Cavanaugh back, coming back for season two? Whether it has Harrison uh, Wells or or Eobarthon. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I still had it muted. Yeah, uh, I am... I still had ears. <laughs> I still had it muted, you asshole. It sounded like ears. Clear, clearly, you don't have ears. It sounded like you said, I still had ears. <laughs> Are you okay with uh, Thomas Cavanaugh coming back to the old Barthon season two? Because that's what it looks like it's going to yeah. be. From from the, uh, the added dialogue that was in there, it sounded like... Eobard Thon, and I am. Oh no, he no. Well, he is coming back, but it's kind of not been revealed. Like Thomas Cavanaugh's coming yeah. back for season two. Yeah, but as, but as what a, he was co-star. saying was didn't sound it, like Harrison yes, Wells. It sounded it, like Eobard Thon. Did because he he mentioned like you know you don't hate me, Barry. I'm not your biggest enemy or whatever the hell it was. Or you don't fear me. Uh, I'm not your biggest enemy. It was something like that. It was it was an innu it was a, an insinuation to Zoom. Yep. So. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But I love Jay Garrick, and and, and Zoom will be interesting. But and, and Thomas Cavanaugh will come back huge. But the one I'm more excited about, fucking motherfucking Hawkman, yes, Carter Hall is coming to Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, yes. Y e s yes. I have an natural love affair with that man. <laughs> I, everything about him screams campy. He wears a, a hawk mask. He has hawk wings. He's just he's just campy, and I love it because he's not like he's everything but campy. He's a a murderous sociopath whose only one true love is constantly killed in front of him. And the only way he can ever be with her again is when he dies, because he'll be resurrected. Only now, she's, like, ingrained in the mind of her cousin. So now the only way he can be with him is to be with her, and that's just weird. And I love it! (laughs) Although, I have reservations about Hawkman in Legends of Tomorrow, because Hawkman in Smallville was perfect. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't know how they're going to top... I don't even remember who did that, but he was also a, an actor in Burn Notice, too, for, like, season two, I think. I, how are you going to talk Michael Shanks? He played Hawkman, by the way. So you remembered. I looked it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I Googled uh-huh. it. I love the costume. I love the look. I love the attitude. I love everything about it. And, by the way, it also gives Stargirl and Dr. Fate. And, come on. I know, it's just awesome. That was just, fucking Smallville's awesome. God, I love that show. 
Do you think someone besides Michael Shanks can play Hawkman as authentically as he did? Mm, it, it's possible. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I because Hawkman in Smallville was fucking fantastic. Was yeah, he was. Mm. Um. So. One of the best parts of season nine. Yep. One of the best parts of that JSA stuff going on in there. Was, I love that JSA stuff. That was some great shit. Mm-hmm. I just thought the checkmate stuff was done too soon. Yeah. Like they, they ended that before the end of the season. I really thought that could have been like its own seasonal arc, but... Oh, well. Martha Kent's the Red Queen. <laughs> oh, no, the White Queen. No, she was the Red Queen. Okay, she was the Red Queen. Amanda Waller was the White Queen. Uh, um, Black Queen. Was she? Yeah. That seems a bit racist. <laughs> well, Checkmate has always had the ho- the black horse on it. Yeah, so. that's true. That makes sense. I just love how she's the Red Queen. Because if you've ever seen the Resident Evil movies, wasn't the uh, the computer program called the Red yes, Queen? Yes, <laughs> because it was red and white for the umbrella. Uh, you're all going to die, then. <laughs> <laughs> you're mostly uh, dead now. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> they mostly come at night. Mostly. Oh, Newt. I can love that little girl. <laughs> Newt is awesome. I don't care what connotation she is. They're making an Aliens 3. And I know what you're saying. They made an Aliens 4. What are you talking about? They're going to do an alien story that predates Alien 3 and 4. So Newt's going to be in it. Wait, what? Yeah. They're uh, apparently... Um, the guy who did District 9 is going to do an Aliens movie that's in between Aliens 3 and 2. Mm. And it may rewrite the Aliens continuity because Hicks is going to be in it. Weaver's going to be in it. Newt's going to be in it. Bishop's going to be in it. It may be the Aliens 3 that we were always meant to get. So, Or yeah. it may be District 9 3. Yeah, because Elysium was District 9 2. It was. It was so bad. It really was. Mm. Okay, but let's talk some trailers. First and foremost, let's get to the X-Men trailer. Didn't listen to it with sound, so I'm going yeah, to be a little uh, bit kind of interested. It's hard to hear with sound anyway. So The basic gist, though, is that Apocalypse basically convinces Magneto that a war is on between mutants. And he makes Magneto pick a side. That's that's the gist yep. of the trailer, and I'm all right with that. <clears throat> Brian Singer's X-Men's have been consi- consistently the best X-Men's besides X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and X-Men 3. <laughs> Those are just bad. X-1, 2, The Wolverine, First Class, Days of Futures Past. <laughs> I mean, come on. Easily the best five Marvel movies I've seen. Uh-huh. Since the 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 first X Men movie, I would say Punisher's up there. I would actually put Punisher above X Two and the Wolverine. That's just me. I like. The I still haven't actually. seen the Wolverine. It's it's good. It has. Um, I've I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews about it. Some people think it's good. Some people think it's. Eh. I didn't like. Uh, he ends up going, and I won't tell you how or why, but he ends up getting reverted back to his bone claws. And I don't like how or why, but they rectified that in Days of Future's Past. So I mean, I don't yeah. care. Retcons, bitches! 
I, I don't even know how they retconned that by that. Like that that's like a big question mark that has never been answered still. I was like, wait, how how do you get his middle class back? Um Um Katana from Arrow yeah. is is in this movie. Oh, okay. Yes, and I love her, so this was a good thing for me. And they stay pretty true to form with, with the Silver Samurai, for the most part. Except they did take some civil civil liberties. So. Isn't he like a giant mech? Well, yeah, but he himself is a person. Yeah. And the giant mech is just kind of like what he is. It's, it's not what he is, but it's like it's he gets his powers and it, it, you just watch the movie. Because <laughs> if I'm I, I'm trying to remember and I think he. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's also been out for two years. So I feel like if I did, it's kind of your fault. Something happens. He gets powers because of something, okay. and then the mech suit allows him to do the uh, the heated sword. Because like you know how in, in the in the comics and cartoons, his sword was able to cut through any metal, including Wolverine's uh, adamantium. Yeah. yeah, that power comes through the suit instead of coming from the sword. Oh, okay. So uh, yes, th- there you go. Um, let's see. Um, all right. So, um, X Men Apocalypse trailer has me excited. I want to see more of what Apocalypse can do. I hope they because we didn't the the Bane voice we got originally wasn't the Bane voice that we got. Thank God. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the case for Apocalypse. I'm hope because Brian Singer doesn't do very many things wrong. And I'm hoping this is one of those things that he he realizes, you know, he, his voice needs to be more menacing, more dark, mm-hmm. more robotic and godlike. Because that's that's the voice that we all know. <clears throat> so I, I need to hear that. Um, but otherwise, I'm on board because he gave us uh, Mohawk Storm, and it looks like Nightcrawler and Storm are going to be on the side of Apoc- Apocalypse yep. with Magneto. And who else was standing with Magneto? Because there was like five of them, right? Um, Storm, Apocalypse, Magneto, Nightcrawler. I'm not entirely sure. M- maybe I-, I would probably imagine Psylocke. That I would, would like to. I, I, uh, I would like to see. Some and Psylocke. I saw Olivia Munn in the trailer, so sh- so she is there. I would like to see some Psylocke. And I know uh, Beast, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Jubilee. Are chilling with Xavier on the other side of the line. Yeah. So, I I'm, I'm looking. For, I like the idea of it being a civil war between mutants. I dig that because the last time we got a civil war movie, it didn't have Brian Singer and it was terrible. So yeah, <laughs> I will never forgive that son of a bitch for making X Men Three. The Last Stand. Ugh. Quick, who did the Last Stand? Do you know? I don't. You really shouldn't. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. Fucking brat rat. No, I have that. Cockstain. Let's take the great, maybe the greatest storyline in X-Men history, the Phoenix Saga. Let's condense it to 90 minutes and ruin it. Fuck off, Brett Ratner. <sighs> the Suicide Squad film trailer did not look much better until the end and we'll get to that we'll get to it we'll get to it calm calm your panties it starts off very questionable 
Harley Quinn is pale white. And she's like hanging upside down from the thing. She's a gymnast. Yeah. I mean, and yes, she's always been had like some gymnastic shit. She's always cartwheeled and all that stuff, but don't have her hanging upside down from the thing. And ah. She looked like she was doing a Cirque du Soleil routine she in her cell. She was, and it was... And listen, if you want to have her do that to demonstrate that, fine. But in her cell, I mean, shit, if I saw a person as dangerous as Harley Quinn could... Uh, tying a sheet to the uh, roof of her ceiling, a uh, roof of her cell, and climbing it, I'm shooting her. Or I'm thinking I'm she's not gonna gotta, let her do her act. She's like committing suicide or something like that. Either way, <laughs> I'd shoot her. Um, <laughs> there's there. You don't really get much with the characters. I believe you were hearing a lot of um, Rick Flag and Amanda Waller in the trailer. Mm-hmm. We saw a brief glimpse of Batman, which makes sense because the, st- the story already broke. There's no reason to keep that a secret. So I get that. Um, for the most part, it, was, it wasn't anything worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it we already seen in, 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 in set photos. Mm-hmm. We'd already heard about it in, in, in the stories. And Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, they're like, oh, she's going to steal the show. And listen, I don't like Harley Quinn to begin with. But then, like, I heard, like, the few lines that she had in the trailer. I was like, really? This is who's supposed to steal the show? The one I watched, I couldn't really hear much of anything. I don't know if you watched a different video. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I couldn't. I really couldn't hear shit until until the end. Yeah, because everyone shut the fuck up when that happened. <laughs> yeah. And the ending of the trailer goes, as such. I, I don't remember... The exact lines, but I'll paraphrase and see how close I am because I'm sure you. I know. Uh, I got the um. I got the last lines in there because I watched it three I times. <laughs> believe he says, and he comes into focus, and he goes, "I'm not going to kill you, but this is going to hurt a lot. <laughs> Just going to hurt you and a lot." It, and it comes into focus, and it's the Joker. And listen, we're not on board with the tattoos. The tattoos and the metal. Metal teeth and all that. Not on board with it. But I'm going to be honest with you. Most of that trailer sucked. And then the Joker said that line, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) Oh, you have have my attention now. (laughs) Okay. To to paraphrase Willy Wonka, you have the least amount of attention possible (laughs) and nothing less. That, that's kind of how I felt when I got done watching that trailer. Like, all right, I don't have no interest in this because of of, of the Joker. Like, that that was a cool little scene. Like, all right, I dig it, but show me more. Just not in the trailer. Show me more in the movie is what I'm yeah. saying. Because, like, I, I have no problem going to X-Men or, or, or Suicide Squad thinking these movies are going to suck off the trailer because I'd rather that be the case than say, hey, everything great was in the trailer because this is Marvel. Yeah. Seriously, the only good part about the Ant-Man movie, I'm telling you right now, is going to be the scene that we've seen a thousand, excuse me, a thousand times before, and that's when the toy train falls over. That would have been a great scene to save for the movie, but they realize <laughs> this movie sucks. We're we need to give everything away. Hey, we're guys, we're doing Ant-Man. Wait, we actually we actually went through and made this movie. Um. Didn't he beat his wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. We're, we're, we're going to do another rap, man, man. Yeah, well, well. Who? Scott Lang. Who? What now? <laughs> yeah. Fuck that movie. 
So we got we got the the X Men uh, special release. We had the Deadpool uh, special release, and we had the uh, Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad. All got leaked. Of the three, I think more than likely the X Men I think is my top pick for best leaked trailer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also going to be the best of the movies. Probably. <laughs> and that's not a slam to Deadpool, but it is a bit of a slam to Suicide yeah. Squad. I'm, if I'm picking a Marvel movie over a DC movie, I'm basically spitting on the DC movie. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't have a lot of faith in DC when they announced the the the, the announcements that that Man of Steel was going to set off and, and start all these movies, and because Man of Steel was not great. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> and everything was going badly. And then and then Jeff Johns and, and Ben Affleck were announced to, film, uh, to write the next Batman movie. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and then it happened. Mm. The trailer <laughs> is not 60 seconds uh, of, of Alfred stealing the show and Batman ending it with, you bleed. You will. You will. <laughs> because we got it. We got a real trailer. And this trailer, I tell you what, I've already watched more times than I care to admit out loud. It is good. It is right. It is beautiful. <sighs> There seems to be kind of a futuristic moment in the trailer where I would have to imagine Wonder Woman via her Amazonian powers shows Batman a possible future of Superman. And it did harken right out of the book, out of the uh, the Dark Knight Returned book. It felt like it, and I'm on board. We we saw zealots wearing Superman logos on their on their outfits, committing atrocities in the name of Superman. I think that's going to be like an alternate reality that could happen if Batman doesn't act, which may propel him to act. We saw Wonder Woman kicking ass and using her her bracelets to to deflect a blast of some sort. I think that they did kind of fuck with us in one scene. You, uh, if you've seen the trailer, there's a scene near the end where Superman's flying over a, a hollowed-out, rubbled city, and he's about to blast somebody. And you see Batman then on a building, and he ducks right out of the way of a blast. I think that's a bit of a misnomer. I think that scene does exist, that Batman has to avoid a blast, but I don't think it's Superman that sh- shoots it, because the, the, the grounding around them is too different for them to be in, in the same area. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think Superman's in one part of the movie and Batman's in another part, and they just thought, hey, this would be a great way to tease the movie. And that'd be awesome if that happened. Like, that's perfect. That's a great way to fuck with people. Yep. The movie basically centers around the fact that Superman fucks up. Superman fucks up. Everything that happened in Man Man of Steel, they're basically giving him shit for it. And I think this is kind of like the greatest, <laughs> greatest kind of uh, uh, um, uh, meta reference ever, because that was the big, like, uh, that was the big thing at the end of the movie. Well, how is Superman not in prison? People are gonna hate Superman. Oh, this was a stupid idea. And now it's like, hey, we had a plan. Shut the fuck out. <laughs> and everyone hates him. 
and and Holly Hunter plays this congresswoman, and she's she's making a back alley deal with, with with Lex Luthor, and there's a scene where Superman has to bow to Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor kind of like almost caresses him, like like he's like this angelic unicorn that he didn't believe existed. Mm-hmm. And that was beautiful because then, like, you just see Superman snarl almost. Like, he's got this look of, like, don't touch me, you vile piece of scum. And apparently there's a scene where someone Bruce Wayne loves is in Wayne's Towers when Wayne's Tower falls. Wayne Towers falls. And some people are saying it's, it, it's Dick Grayson. Some people are saying it's Jason Todd. Some people... Saying it's Jim Gordon. Who knows? It's going to be interesting. Because what we know is Bruce Wayne was in fact in Metropolis during the events of Man of Steel. Superman's actions with Zod definitely caused the death of someone that Bruce Wayne cares about. I'm suggesting a fourth and out-of-the-box option. Is it his wife? Does this Bruce Wayne have a wife? Is the girl he's holding in that scene... Where we pan back and see the the Wayne Towers, is that his daughter? Is that a young Robert Gordon? Are we significant? Are we ten years in the future here? I don't know. We're gonna find out. It's gonna be interesting. I have, I'm on board. We also get some scenes of the the upcoming battle. Batman decides it's a good place to park the Batmobile wherever the fuck he wants, <laughs> and Superman responds by giving him the ultimate fuck you ticket, and that's by ripping off the top of the Batmobile and in this I get on Zack Snyder's shit a lot for his editing and his story writing but this shot was perfect Superman's viewed as a god and Batman in his hollowed out Batmobile that's just been ripped to shreds stands up and looks at Superman dead to rights in his face showing the world he's on equal grounds of the Man of Steel and that was beautiful Oh, and Lex Luthor has maybe the line of the century. I thought, do you bleed? You will. You will. Was the line. No, it's Lex Luthor. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. <laughs> and that was, that was great. That was it, great it, was, it was so campy. <laughs> and yet, it, I can't hate it. It's a very interesting take on Lex. I'm not digging the hair. I gotta say. The hair is actually very, very original because Lex had hair in Smallville. Yes. Lex had hair in the comics. Yeah, in the original comics, he had red hair. He did. And he loses his hair because of Superman. It's actually, depending on what variation, it's because of the kryptonite. Yeah. But, so we're going to get that. We're going we're gonna to have, like, at the end of this movie, Lex Luthor is going to be holding clumps of his hair or, or, or running his hand across his bald head, and he's going to blame Superman. Because there's a scene in the trailer where he's looking at this giant-ass rock kryptonite, and you just know he's getting irradiated. <laughs> but I think the part that I... I, I we, huge, and, and I wish they wouldn't have given it away. I wish that we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Batman's looking at a bronzed Robin statue. We're all thinking it's Tim Drake. I'm, I'm sorry, Jason Todd. Like, we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. Because on this bronzed Robin statue, it says, ha, 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 joke's on you, Batman. 
We just got done talking about Jason Todd and the Killing Joke, and 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 Joker killing Batman sidekicks. So yeah, I'm completely on board with the idea that this that this could happen. That that Joker's gonna pop up in this movie, and somebody pointed this out, and I didn't mention this in in my column where I broke it down. There's a scene where. It says Wayne Tower devastated, and it says you let your family die. Somebody said that could be the Joker sending that to Bruce Wayne, and that didn't make any sense to me now as I'm thinking about it, because how would the Joker know who Bruce Wayne is? But then again, how would he also know where the Batcave is too? So, well, my, my, I could see I could see Bruce Wayne having his secret in the hands of the Joker. It's possible. My my understanding of the Robin suit, which I'm thinking, I don't know if that was a bronze suit or if that was just that the the color palette that they went with. Because I don't know. Oh God, I hope not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that the Joker got into there and just defaced or anything. I think it either, either that was the actual Robin suit and he hung it up like. He like he always did, or like it was sitting out somewhere, and someone and Joker found it somewhere. I don't. I'm not buying just yet that Joker knows who he is. It's definitely not sitting out somewhere because if if you look at that picture, I mean, and yeah. you look to the right of Ben Affleck, you see the bat. Yeah, scene. I mean, I'm not not now, not in the trailer, but when it got defaced is when it was like sitting out somewhere. I, I would imagine that he wouldn't want to see whoever, whatever Robin that one was. I, I, I could not imagine that he would just let that suit be stained. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't see that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very weird, though. I will say that in in the Dark Knight Returns, which is where they're getting a lot of this this version of Batman. Jason Todd was dead in that version too, and that was even before death of, a, a death in the family, when Jason Todd actually died. Was wasn't Dick Grayson working for Superman? Uh, in that one, uh, Dick Grayson was not there. Uh, they, I, I'm not. He was never introduced. They, they, um, I'm pretty sure they said something about him and Dick having a falling out some at some point, and then in the sequel to it which was just completely out of this world and didn't make any fucking sense I don't know he at the end of Dark Knight Strikes Again um, Dick shows up and somehow he's like he's got super he, he turned crazy he went crazy and got superpowers and like he reminded me of like Plastic Man or some shit, and it was it was just fu- oh, yeah. it was just fucking bizarre. And so yeah, it, we 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 ignore the Dark Knight Strikes again. We just we just we oh, just push that real. away and just see. You know you you know you tried Frank Miller. You tried just 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 be a good boy. Just sit over there. <laughs> You're one hit wonder. Anyway, uh, other notable aspects. What was your uh, Batman? You're one. Okay. Uh, Wayne Manor apparently destroyed. Yes. At least that, that they, this house looks like Wayne. Mm-hmm. Manor. I would. I don't know what other manor they would have sitting in there. 
Um, this one is very interesting. There's a, a shot of a, uh, a cryogenic box being hauled through by a very sexy-looking young Asian woman and two Marines. And then in the very next scene, they unzip this bag and there's Zod. And I'm thinking, well, if the, if the rumors are true and Doomsday is, in fact, part of this movie, they're not going to make another alien invasion story because they already did that. So wouldn't it make sense that Doomsday is a biologically engineered counter agent to Superman? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the 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 blast comes from. I believe Doomsday is going to have heat ray vision, or, uh, heat heat vision, just like uh, ba- Superman, and that Batman's getting out of the way of a Doomsday blast. And I believe that Batman's flying through the city, getting ready to charge up his his uh, super blast with his eyes to hit Doomsday. That's my theory, and I believe Wonder Woman's also on the uh, the, the brunt end of a Doomsday attack. Which, if this is all true, that. It, remember that trailer I, I sent you, that or that that movie? It was like a Doomsday Superman live action movie, and they used like a lot of CGI and and, and shit, and it was actually quite entertaining considering there's like no dialogue. Yeah. I I have a feeling that <laughs> Zack Snyder saw or um yeah Zack Snyder saw this and went or saw that movie and went hmm that's a good story <laughs> that, that that that's my that's my thought um. The other big thing that, that to, to point out is that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be playing Thomas Wayne, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays the father of the year on Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the show, you know why that's funny. If you haven't seen the show, well, watch it, because you should know why it's funny, and it's a good show. Uh, he's playing Papa Wayne, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, he was rumored for it a few weeks ago. I'm glad that it finally came to fruition. The other thing, thing that uh, it, this is why I think Doomsday is is happening. There's a big old scene where LexCorp's on fire, mm-hmm. and either that's where Doomsday breaks out of, or that sets up the next point. But I think it's where Doomsday breaks out of because there's a scene where a guy's riding on a motorcycle, and I'm firmly entrenched in my belief that that is Victor Stone. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Victor Stone driving to LexCorp to see his father. In the next panel that I brought up, there's a deflated Under Armour basketball, and I have a feeling that this is going to be when Victor Storm, Victor Stone becomes Cyborg. Like that, that basketball is obviously a, a Easter egg for Cyborg. And it's going to be awesome. Zach, I'm sure you've seen, seen the uh, the trailer as often as I have. I my one working theory is that uh, General Malone's been rumored to be. Um, the Batgirl, not the Batgirl, the Robin uh, of The Dark Knight Returns. I believe Jenna Malone's going to be Mrs. Wayne. It's, and if we're, if you're talking about the woman that just shows up in several random parts of the movie and has no explanation to her being there, that I think you're talking about, then I would say that that's probably a very likely idea. I what random woman that? Oh, there's um, she's a very, a very, a very attractive uh, woman with a very dark hair and. Uh, Is she wearing a yes. dress? Yes. That's Wonder Woman. Is that Wonder Woman? Yes. I'm sorry. That whole scene where Bruce Wayne's making googly eyes at her and she looks at him, and then the very next scene, there's Wonder Woman. I could. <laughs> that's called. I Godot. couldn't tell that was her. <laughs> Well, never mind. 
I couldn't fucking tell that was her. I've never seen her. I, 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 I've will, never I will seen give her you a outside break. Outside of the because, Wonder Woman suit, okay? I know. I was about to say, I'll give you a break because Gal Gadot has next to no name. Uh, I don't want to say no name because like, it sounds so cool. But she has next to no name. Like Nobody knows what she looks like. This is her breakout role. Yes. So I don't blame you for not realizing that was Wonder Woman. Jenna Malone was in uh, The Hunger Games. She has a very unique shape uh, to her face. She's short. Gal Gadot is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Jenna Malone is attractive. There is a difference. Okay. Jenna Malone is either going to be the, uh, the the young Robin girl from from The Dark Knight uh, Returns. Carrie Kelly. I think she's... I th- Carrie Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Carrie Kelly. I believe she's going to be Bruce Wayne's wife. I believe that she is in the tower in Metropolis when it falls. Mm-hmm. And I believe she dies. I believe that is why they have not announced her role. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest shockers of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going on record, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but so the, be it. I do not think she's going to be playing Robin. The, I know a lot of people would like to see that. A female Robin, yay! I'd rather finally just get a good version of Dick. <laughs> Not trying to do it. I'd rather get a good version of Robin or not. I'd really just rather start off with Nightwing. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Robin ever actually working in a live action way. Dick Grayson. I, I believe Dick Grayson would never work in a live yes, action way. No, there are as, as Robin. I believe Dick Grayson as Nightwing would work. I believe that a a Tim Drake or yes, a, because, a Damian Wayne as Robin would work. Just not yeah, Dick Grayson. I, Tim Drake could could work because Tim was always a teenager when he was Robin. So he, yeah, and he's still a yeah. teenager. Like he's still in high school. Yeah, he's he? yeah he's he's still a teenager because you know age, things don't happen. Yeah, Dick Grayson hasn't been Robin in thirty yeah, years. So. so that's that's fine. But um, there's literally been five Robins since. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we're counting Stephanie Brown, which I will. Well, of course, why not? Exactly. Um, but. Yeah, there are there are things that do not work in a live action setting. Whoa! What if Jenna Malone is is Talia Al Ghul, mm-hmm. and that little girl is actually the female version of Damian Wayne? Mm. What? <laughs> I just blew my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> As long as she's as vindictive and psychotic as Damien. <laughs> like, if she's not, there's no point. <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. point. Uh, on the scale from one to, are you fucking kidding me? Of course I'm hyped. How hyped are you for this movie? Uh, are you fucking kidding me? Of course I'm hyped for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's gonna be so... Why do we gotta wait another, like, nine months, though? Son of a bitch! <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I, I need to call up, like, Zach and I'm like, yo! Whoop. Snyder. Let's do this shit now. It's Porto. You, you, Port, Port. We, we met a few years ago at that thing with Spielberg. You don't, of course you don't remember. People, people said this about you. They, they said that you forget the little guy, and, and yet here I am calling you. Well, I, me and my buddy, we, we, we're covering the movie, and we want to know when the earliest premiere. February? No, no. We got to do it sooner than that. Uh, how's tomorrow work for you? <laughs> Premiere the, the movie for two people, cover it, give you good ratings, good good reviews, all the awesomeness. <laughs> please, please, please. We'll forget about Man of Steel. <laughs> we won't bring it up once. 
unless it's in a historical context. <laughs> By the way, Zack Snyder rolled up to Comic Con in the goddamn Batmobile from the movie. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> the Batmobile rolled up to Comic Con. Like everyone's like, "Oh, who's in the who's in the Batmobile?" Oh, that's a that's a good cosplay. And then all of a sudden, Zack Snyder gets out. And everyone's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Fuck. So good. Best part of Comic Con's news. What was it? Um. Oh, um. We're getting uh. Peter F- Fancielli's playing. Um. Who did I say he's playing? Lord. Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord, that's right. In the new Supergirl show. And, uh, yeah, we already talked about Eros Cosmos. So, yeah, we're all caught up. Okay. Um, be- best, best part of Comic-Con news? Um, Batfleck and, G- and GJ teaming up. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I think there's three. I think there's, honestly, if you want to be honest here, I think there's three, depending on where you come from. Uh, I believe, and I know a lot of people are going to give me shit that it's even in the same bar, but I believe that Hawkman and Jay Garrick being added to the DCTVU is on par with Jeff Johns and Batfleck and the trailer being released for Batman. Mm-hmm. Superman. I don't know what that Because I, I have that much faith in the Golden Age superheroes. Yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah. with that. I'm okay with that. I would say those are the three biggest uh, parts of the show. Uh, Heroes Reborn had a, had a trailer release, and apparently, you watched Heroes, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, the cheerleader is dead. But then how can we save the world? I know! So I'm, I'm looking forward, like, if that's how they're going to start off the, oh, shit, alright, I'm in. <laughs> I like Hayden Panettiere, so like, I'm not like, oh yeah, fuck her, I'm glitch. But that's a huge character to kill off. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they did it with a uh, uh, what's your face character where they had literally like three versions of her. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was so fucking stupid. And like two of them died, and the third one is still alive. And it's like, really? that was, oh, why did they do that? <laughs> because they wanted to kill off Ali uh, Ali Lart Larder. Ali Larder. Larder, yeah, that's right. They wanted to kill off Ali Larder three times or twice just because, <laughs> so they could have that fantasy of killing off a terrible actress. <laughs> They could hang that over your head, too. Hey, we'll make this stick. We'll make the next one stick, Ollie. <laughs> Get your shit together. I didn't like her. Oh, she was, I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. She, but uh, she, she was a terrible. She was not good in that show. No. Wasn't, uh, what's his face from uh, Angel on that show? Um, Gun? Yeah. Uh, no, that was not Gun. Okay, yeah, it, there the, are there is there's, the, there's under, two two gentlemen. They very look yeah, very much. Yeah, I, under, I understand. I've made that mistake the first time I saw it too. By the way, thanks Joss Whedon for coming up with a racist name like Gun for the Black Eye. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying you you couldn't have called him like something even more offensive like Monkey Face. <laughs> Come on, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Stop hiding behind your your, your, your blatant racism. <laughs> How many main black characters has he ever has he ever written? I can think of one, and she was married to a white dude. I'm just saying, feminist, sure, racist, probably. <laughs> I love how you think I'm joking when I say that. It sounds sarcastic, but I'm being very serious. I think Josh Whedon hates black people. <laughs> Maybe not hates, but he doesn't know how to write them. Who was the um, who was the one? 
um, the, my favorite part of the, of Serenity, the uh, the commander, oh. Oh. the Mel. What was her name? She was awesome. Again, I've never I've never seen Serenity. So ah well, or Firefly. No, well that was Firefly was the movie of Serenity. So what that? I, well, you could have been like me. I didn't see uh, Serenity, but when I saw Firefly as a trailer, I was like, this looks fun. What's this about? I'll go watch it. I had no idea it was a TV show. Well, now, uh, I would have. I probably would have watched it too, but I found out it was a TV show first. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it now. Well, see, that's what happens. You, you need to not do that. Yeah, I do. Well, and to be fair, I could have just skipped that because... Um, I didn't see. I didn't watch any of Angel until the final episode. <laughs> Are you shitting? Well, here's here's the thing. I was like, how old? How fucking old was I? I was I was a young lad back then, and I didn't watch anything but Nickelodeon Cartoon Network back then. And I watched Buffy somewhat, and but even in the somewhat, I was like, Angel's the best part of the show. Love it. And then I found out he was getting his own show. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then no one would tell me when the fucking show was on. For five years. And then, and then, <laughs> and then my brother was finally like, oh, yeah, um, Wednesday night is the uh, last, last episode of Angel. I'm like, oh, shit, now you tell me? Thanks a lot, man. I'm going to watch it now. <laughs> But I have seen all the episodes because I in, own the entire series. All right, so it's Leonard Robbins. Rob, sorry, Leonard Roberts. He was from uh, uh, Heroes, and J. August Richards was from yes, Angel and Agent Shield. Yes, and they they look spookily a, a lot alike. They do. <laughs> you can tell they're not the same person. But you could not tell they're not related. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. To the best of my knowledge, they are not related at all. But they look a lot of like, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's wrinkling my brain. Yep. yep. All right, that's where. All right, Leonard Roberts was in uh, Drumline, and yes, I've seen that movie. <laughs> the Nick Cannon movie. The Nick Cannon movie? Yeah. <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> The drumming was cool. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give them that all day long. Like the drumming was cool, but the storyline, the attitude, like come on. Like there was a, a drum off. There was a fight with drummer. Like it was just so campy. All right. So the guy from Heroes was uh, Namek. Really, really Smallville. You named him Namek. Why don't you name the girl Goku while you're at it? <laughs> He was the, uh, the, the, I was about to call him the Sid. He was the, uh, he was the, uh, the Kryptonian that came down at, uh, season five, six. six. was when the Kryptonian things happened. Well, they credit him in, in Arrival at 2005. Oh, maybe, um, oh, was he, oh. He was in the meteor shower oh, okay. at the end of season four. Uh, okay, yeah. That's right. And then he came back in season yep. five. Because yep. he came in, he came back through the Phantom Zone. That's right. Okay. And then J. Ox Richards uh, is obviously the Marvel dude, so. We are now officially the Leonard uh, Roberts fans. <laughs> and J. August Richards can, can blow off. All right. Well, we only have 20 minutes left of the show. Um, do you want to do uh, the Amalgam crossover for the next show? Yes, because I have to and go to bed because I have work in the morning. What time do you have to do? I have to be up at in 
five and a half hours. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, well, then episode 18 will be the Amalgam crossover and the debut of Namor versus Aquaman. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so for Zach Duncan at Dr. Scrapperty, I'm Chad Porto at Chad of NOE. You can follow us on, on the official website page at uh, N-O-T-W-O-E. You can follow us at our Comic Core show page at C-O-M-I-C-C-O-R-P-S-H-O-W. Yeah, I spelled that right. <laughs> uh, N-O-E-Entertainment.com is the website. That's N-O-E-Entertainment.com. Go there, check it out, enjoy, have fun. Um, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff is down at the bottom left-hand corner of the sidebar, so that's all there. Uh, for Zach Duncan, I'm Chad Porto. Zach, this is the, the Comic-Con special edition, so say goodnight like a comic book character can. Oh, you going to put me on the spot like that? You could have just done Dr. Claw and called it goodnight, <laughs> but no, you had, to, you had to out yourself for not being quick on your feet. Well, I thought about doing, I was, was going to do Dr. Claw, and then, I don't know. I, uh, I'll get you next time, Gadget. See, I can't do claw. No. <laughs> I, I acknowledge this. Curse you, Gadget! There you go. Guys, have a nice night, and we'll be back next week to do episode 18, the Amalgam crossover, and Namer versus Aquaman. Do-do-do, do-do-do-do. do 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 do